0: The Lions come right back home and they play Hanover.
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta look into that situation. Like I said earlier, if you're Coach Hop, you're not gonna let this team even think about Rose. You gotta get them focused on every play for today. If they, if they can't get out of here with the W, then they're gonna be relying on somebody else to make uh, another win, and I don't think Hop and the Lions want that. Last year, that happened to them. They, you know, they shared the title with two other teams, Franklin and Hanover. But uh, today, they got to stay focused on the Bluffton
0: Beavers. Want to let you know that the uh, scout team players of the week were named earlier this morning. Jake Kilgore was named the offensive scout player of the week. Colin Matt, the defensive player of the week, and the special team scout player of the week was Brian Upshaw. And the one thing that we can tell you is when you've got that scout team practicing every week with the first teamers, boy, they've got to put in a good effort to get the first team ready to go.
1: Absolutely. They challenge those guys, you know, and and that's their chance to shine. They can show their coaches, hey, I don't care what you have
0: me doing. I'm going to show you that I can play. So the Mount won the coin toss and they have declined. So Bluffton will be getting the football to start off the football game here this afternoon. The Lions, as we told you, they're without Alvin Burke. They would like to get through this afternoon's ball game without playing him. He's banged up at one of those defensive line positions. They're already without Bo Cooning. They'll have Spencer Candred, David Guck, Nick Brokering, and Noah Hammond across that front line. You'll see a lot of J.J. Courtney and Gavin Brennan also. Sean Sullivan, Julius Fisher, and Adam Slusher will be at the linebacker positions. At the corners, Noah Abel and Troy Speakman. And at the safeties, Peyton Williams and Peyton Lugers. And, of course, Peyton Williams is leading the team with three interceptions on the season. One for a touchdown that iced the game in Franklin. And Spencer Candra is leading the team with five sacks on the season. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen to get this ball game started here this afternoon. Some other games going on in the Heartland Conference this afternoon that we will keep you abreast of coming up later on today. Anderson excuse me, Manchester is playing at Franklin, Rose is playing at Anderson, and we already told you that the teams that have today off, Defiance and Hanover. Back set to return the football for Bluffton is going to be... Dantes, Rash, and Elijah Maxwell, and it's going to be taken in by Rash at the five fumbles the football, but picks it back up, cuts it right up the middle, down to the near side, and he's going to be brought down at the 10. Boy, that just blew up right away. as Dan- yeah. Rash just couldn't get the hold of the football. Definitely not the way the, the Bluffton Beavers wanted
1: to start this game out. You know, easy kick to catch. He just didn't secure it, and great job covered by the Lions.
0: So Bluffton will start it out first and 10 from their own. Ten yard line. Their quarterback Samuel Coleman, forty-two percent completion ratio this year on eleven of twenty-six. He is their third stringer. Their top quarterback this year, who is Ryan Mark, or excuse me, Zachary Nobis, is backed up today. He's the backup, and Coleman is going to hand it off right up the middle on the left-hand side to Darian Greeley. Greeley takes it off left guard, and he. Gets it out to about the 13-yard line for a gain of, well, they're going to give him about two. Brings up second down, eight yards to go.
1: The Lions are playing that cover, too. They had one back in the backfield there. They're just daring them to throw that
0: ball out there. Greeley comes into the ball game, averaging 4.9 yards per rush, 70 yards per game. Second down, eight yards to go. Bluffton taking a long time on the play clock in the huddle, trying to get the play in from Aaron Krebs, their head coach. Nine on the play clock now and moving over to the right hand side is Greeley of his quarterback Coleman receivers out wide handoff to Greeley he's gonna run it around the near side the right side takes it out to the 20 he's across the 20 out to the 22 yard line for a gain of about 10 on the play that's a first down for Bluffton the first of the ball game
1: good run by Greeley he avoided a, a young man at the line of scrimmage got outside edge and they did not contain so Able to pick up the first down.
0: Looked like Peyton Williams and Troy Speakman who came up for the tackles on that play. Takes it out to the near the 24-yard line. We've just begun here from Shuler Field. First and ten for Bluffton. Ball just shy of the 24. Coleman out of the shotgun. He's got Greeley right behind him. Moves over to the left-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. He's got Markoff out to the right side. And the handoff again for the third straight time. Goes to Greeley. Greeley cuts it across the 25 out to the 26-yard line on the near side.
1: Pretty much what we expected, Dave. A lot of running with Greeley. They're going to try and control the clock, move the change, get that first down. And, uh, you know, we got to get a stop
0: right here with second and about eight. Gavin Brennan picking up the tackle on that play. And it brings up second down and eight yards to go again after a two-yard pickup by Greeley. Bluffton, they go with the huddle. So did Manchester last week one of the few teams that do it in the heartland conference Greeley to the right of Coleman ball in the near side Coleman gets the snap hand off to Greeley again right up the middle gets stopped up and he's going to be dropped at about the 26 yard line maybe got a yard on the play Spencer Kandra in there for the tackle along with David Guck Yeah, Duck did a, ni-
1: a nice job there. David did a great job tackling him low like we talked earlier. He's 5'6"2 something. You know, he did a great job of lowering his shoulder, making sure he didn't
0: get any more than two yards. 12.25 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. We've just begun Bluffton with the initial possession of the ball game. Third down, six yards to go for a Beaver first down. They've got it at the 27-yard line. Coleman. Fake handoff, he's going to throw it out into the left flat, complete to Childs, and he's going to skip out of bounds at about the 32. He's close to a first down, but I think he's going to be about two yards shy, and he will be. And it brings up fourth and two, and punting time for the Beavers as Aaron Krebs sends in the punting unit.
1: Yeah, Coleman would like to have that one back. He hit him wide open in the flat and didn't see him right away and uh, had to throw the ball a little high late. They had a first down on that one, but the Lions catch a break right
0: there. Jason Bongardner is the punter, averaging 34 yards a kick. He's got a long this year of 47. Troy Speakman dropping back set to return to his own 35-yard line. Good snap. Baumgartner gets it away. It's a high spiral kick that Speakman takes in at the 36, and he's going to be dropped right there by a host of beaver tacklers. A little gutsy on Speakman's part. That was an end
1: over end kick, not very far, and uh, I thought he should have probably fair caught that one. He's lucky to hold on to
0: that. Coming down and making the tackle is long- Loudon Sawbeamer. From Dayton, Ohio, Troy Christian High School. Initially, I thought it might have been Coleman, the quarterback, but, boy, that'd be suicide to put your quarterback. Especially after you've already gone through two of them. That's right. (laughs) So, Chayton Tomlin, the new career Heartland Conference touchdown passing leader, gets the ball for the first time, flips it out into the left flat to Cornell Beecham, and Beecham from the 36-yard line has run out of bounds at the 41 for about a six-yard Pass completion from Tomlin to Beacham, and it brings up second and four. It's a simple swing pass, as you heard Coach Hoppe allude
1: to in his uh, pregame uh, interview with you, and the young man gets going north and
0: south. It's going to be hard to stop him. Cooper Earls goes out wide to the right-hand side. Austin Brock slot right. Coming out to the left-hand side is Panky. Beecham on the left-hand side. Of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark on second and four from the 41. And he flips it over the middle. Complete to Paul Miner at midfield. And he'll cross over midfield into Bluffton territory at the 47-yard line. Nice. Gain of 13. Nice catch. Sorry about that, Dave. Nice
1: catch by Paul Miner, man. Great job again by Tomlin. Putting the ball on the money. Hit him in stride.
0: Miner comes out of the ball game. Nick Murphy checks in now. Earls comes out wide to the left-hand side. Brock Slot left. Murphy. On the wing on the left-hand side, Panky out wide to the right. him in the backfield, and the handoff goes to Beecham right up the middle. Across the 45-40, into the clear, to the 35-30, cuts to the far side, 25-20. He's got a blocker, that's Panky, and he's going to be brought down at the 10-yard line.
1: Boy, what a run by Cornell. He did a great job exploding through the line of scrimmage. Set his receiver up for an extra block down the field and very patient getting an extra 15 yards.
0: 37 yards on that scamper by Beacham down to the 10-yard line. It's first and goal from the Lions at the Bluffton 10. And this is what we said. The Lions needed to get off to a fast start and don't give Bluffton any ideas on if they can win this game.
1: Absolutely. If they can punch this in right now, Dave, that would be sending a, a little, uh, hey, here we come after. We're not going to let you win on a field goal.
0: Hall is out wide to the left-hand side. Murphy slot left. Now Kenhall drops off the line because Murphy was up on it. Tomlin drops back, throws it into the right corner of the end zone, and it's yeah. going to be intercepted, is it? they Are going to say he got his feet in? It will be. An interception by Bluffton. The first
1: mistake I've seen Tomlin make all year, he forced that ball, was well covered out there. He probably should have
0: thrown that one away. Brian Coleman with the interception, playing up on Murphy on that left-hand side. The junior cornerback, 5'9", 165 pounds, came away with the interception. Just the second of the year that Tomlin has thrown in 23 touchdown passes. Not a bad ratio, still to say. Yes, not a bad ratio,
1: but boy, he wants that one back. I promise you that.
0: 9.37 to go in this first quarter, and Bluffton has the football at their own 20-yard line Is. Coleman ran out of bounds with it. Now Samuel Coleman, the quarterback, with Greeley to the left ball on the far hash mark on first and ten from the 20. And a fake handoff. Play action. Throws over the middle, and it is complete at the 40. And drugged down at the 43-yard line is the intended receiver and the catch of receiver of that football, who is not on our 2-D. Number nine. <laughs> he's not on the 2-D. And that's going to be Andrew, check that, it's going to be Jontez Cheney McLaren. They, evidently, they have changed his number this week. He came in at number eight, but we'll check on that just to make sure, but I think that was McLaren. So he's got the first down out to the 44-yard line, first and ten for the Beavers after a 20-yard reception. Greeley moves over to the left, dropping back is Coleman. Throws out to the left-hand side, in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. And, that looks like McLaren, again, incomplete. That's hey. pretty good coverage right there by Abel. Abel coming in and making the... And that is John Tez Chaney-McClaren, McLaren, who is number nine. So just the
1: opposite when they start this game. They ran the ball three or four times, and now they've thrown it the first two or three times coming
0: out, trying to gain some momentum here. Markoff comes out wide to the right-hand side. Elijah Maxwell is slot right. McLaren goes out wide to the left-hand side now they've got rash in the ball game for the first time So they've got two running backs on the backfield one on each side handoff goes to Greeley Greeley's going to be hit at the 45 and dropped right there after a yard game that was a nice play by Spencer. He read it set as soon as he crossed the line of
1: scrimmage Followed the handoff and went right down the line of scrimmage for no game
0: So it will be third down and call it nine yards to go early in this contest in the first quarter of play and right now Greeley has carried the ball a majority of the time here for the Beavers. 8.28 left to go in this first quarter and we've got no score. Greeley five carries in the afternoon 17 yards so far for a three and a half yard per gain average. Third down nine yards to go Greeley to the left now Dropping back, check it, that's Rash. Under a heavy rush, Coleman. He's going to run it up the middle. We've got a flag thrown into a scrum and bringing him down is Spencer Kandra. And if that play stands, that's going to be a sack by Kandra, which will be his sixth of the year. But let's see what the flag is. And it will be a hold against Bluffton, and I believe the Lions will probably decline it. Since Coleman got right back, lost about a half a yard on the play, and it will bring up fourth down. And it will be declined by the Lions. It'll bring up fourth down, 10 yards to go, and punting time for Bluffton. Yeah, great job by Gavin there, our uh, right defensive end. He had, was in on a twist stunt, came in unblocked, to put pressure on uh, the quarterback. Coleman had to tuck it. So Baumgartner will kick it away from his own 44-yard line with 8.03 remaining in this first quarter. Troy Speakman drops back at about the 20. Baumgartner is the three men right in front of him. For blocking purposes, good snap. Baumgartner under no rush gets a nice high spiral. Speakman is going to fair catch it at the 19-yard line. That's where the Lions will start when we come back. 7.47 left to go from Schuler Field, and we've got no score. Minutemen staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Jayden Tomlin dropping back to pass, throws it over the middle to Panky on the crossover. He takes it out to the 30, 35, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 37-yard line. 18 yards on the completion for Chayton Tomlin to Panky, and it's a first down for the Lions. Great job by
1: Tomlin. He got back in there. You can see his senior leadership didn't let that interception phasing.
0: him. Hits Panky
1: on a nice little under route.
0: First and ten for the Lions from their own 37-yard line. Lions going from right to left. 4-3 defense by Bluffton. Beecham in the backfield. Gets the handoff around the right-hand side to the 40, to the 45. Cuts it to the left-hand side. He's into the clear to the 25-20. 15-10-5. Beecham scores. Wow.
1: What a job up front, Dave. Boy, I think I could have hit that hole. But Beecham just accelerated and then broke a couple arm tackles right there in the middle of the secondary. And just flat out. Turn the uh, after jets on, and just he was scored by five yards easy.
0: 63 yards on the touchdown run for Cornell Beecham, and he's trying to make a case for his second consecutive Offensive Player of the Week award. Well, he's off to a good start. Dufresne in to attempt the extra point. Low snap, but they get it down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 707 left to go in period number one. It's now Mount St. Joseph's 7 and Bluffton nothing on the UltimateSportsTalk.com radio network. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico Way laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 63 yard touchdown run for Cornell Beecham. And the Lions now lead it with 7.07 left to go in the first quarter. 7 to nothing. Boy, just one hand off and he's gone. Boy, it's
1: good to have that explosiveness, you know. I mean, you got Tom who can throw the ball and hit all kinds of receivers, usually hitting eight or more in a game. But boy, you got him in the backfield. Beecham sure adds a little bit more to that offense.
0: Rash and Maxwell back set to return for Bluffton as Murray will kick it off. And it will be taken in by Rash at the 10. Cuts to the near side. To the 15, to the 20, into the clear to the 25. He'll spin to the 30 and be brought down at about the 32-yard line. Looked like Peyton Luger's coming away with the tackle on that play. And it'll be first down for Bluffton. First and 10 in their own territory at the 32. Nice return of 22 yards by Dad. Yeah, Rash, a, excuse did me. did a
1: great job hitting it up in there. You know, he found a little seam, but fortunately we didn't let him get, take it to the house. And uh, now we got to go back on D and do our
0: job again here. Dantez Rash, a junior, 5'7, 173 pounds with that return. He'll stay into the backfield now. Taking the place of Greeley, and he moves off to the right. Ball in the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side for Bluffton on first and ten. Handoff, fake handoff, Rash. Now Coleman rolls out to the right. Now he's got to roll back to the left under a heavy rush by Kander. Kendrick. is going to grab him, and Coleman is going to flip that's, it out of bounds, but they're going to say Kander got the sack. That's his second consecutive that should sack. should
1: be a flag, Dave. That was behind the line of scrimmage. The ball never made it there.
0: They're going to say oh, he was already down.
1: Well, he got away with one, because that would have been intentional grounding.
0: Kandra with another sack. He's got seven on the year. Came in with five from Elder High School, the 220-pound senior defensive end. Boy, he's having himself an outstanding season. Love
1: watching him play. He's got a high motor, and he never gives up.
0: He's on the right side now as it's second down. Call it 18 yards to go. Back to the 22-yard line. Handoff up the middle goes to Rash. Rash across the 25, out to the 28. That's a gain of about four, make it five on the play, brings up third down 13. And the Lions will bring in their nickel defense. Third down 13, 5.55 remaining in this first quarter. Lions lead it 7 nothing. Coleman looks over to the sideline to Aaron Krebs to get the play call. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Drake Campbell. Going out wide to the left is Maxwell. Check out, that's McLaren. Now moving in motion is Childs to the far side. Dropping back Coleman on third and 13. Looks over the middle. Throws a pass up in the middle, and it goes to Childs. Incomplete through his hands. That was a good ball, Dave. Childs should have come down with that ball. He wouldn't have had the first down. He probably would have been a couple yards shy. But but it still should have come down with it. Definitely a good ball. He should have had that one. That was a good read
1: by him. We had uh, man-to-man coverage underneath, and we had a linebacker on him coming out of the backfield.
0: So it brings up fourth down, 13 yards to go, with 5.24 remaining in this first period. And Baumgartner will drop back for his third punt of the afternoon. Good snap again. Baumgartner gets another good punt. that's going to hit over on the far side at about the 41. Take a mount bounce, and it'll be down at the 44-yard line. It's just become
1: a game of field position. Right now the Mount has won that war with the one series. You know, the Beavers have moved the ball, and I think they had two first downs, but nothing after that.
0: 23-yard punt for Baumgartner. Chayton Tomlin, three for four passing, 35 yards. But Cornell Beacham get this, two carries, 99 yards. i got a feeling he's going to see
1: it again right here.
0: He had 81 last week, which was a career high, so he's broken his career high. And Tomlin's going to flip it out into the flat to Beecham, complete across the 45 to the 50 and into Bluffton territory. He'll be chased down and run out of bounds at about the 42-yard line after a 13-yard game. Just a simple swing pass, and Beacham just does a little stutter step and then explodes for a first down. You want to get him about 20 touches a game and well I'll tell you right now if you look at the passing and the running that he has had so far, that's his second catch and he's had four so far in this first quarter. First and 10 for the Lions in Bluffton territory at the 42. Receivers trips out to the near side. Panky out to the far side for the Lions. Ball in the far hash mark. Fake handoff. Tomlin rolls out to the right. Still plenty of time. He's going to throw the ball up the right sideline. Complete on the play to Panky near the first down marker at the 32 before he skipped out of bounds, and it will be a first down for the Lions. Yeah, nice job by Tomlin and Panky. He got rushed out of the pocket
1: there. He's going to run the ball, but Panky comes back, makes a nice catch to get a first down.
0: Boy, two telltale signs you're an unbeaten team in first place. First of all, the crowd. Secondly, the TV stations are here. <laughs> Going to be a lot of film on TV tonight. First down, 10 yards to go for the Lions at their 32-yard line of Bluffton. Tomlin looking over to the sideline to Caleb Carrill for the sign. The play call. Play clock down to five. Tomlin's got to look at it. Now it's down to two. Gets the playoff, though. Drops straight back. Looks over the middle. Good protection. Now he rolls out to the right-hand side. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Miner completed to the five, and he's got the ball at
1: the four. Wow, great catch by Paul Miner. ball was just thrown up a little bit underthrown, but Paul went up and got it. I think the defensive guy had it as well, but as we know, that goes to the
0: offensive receiver. 26 yards on the reception to Paul Miner, and boy, they used his athleticism to the utmost there as he went up and just took it away from the DB. First and goal for the Lions with 3.35 remaining in this first quarter. They already lead at 7-0. Brock comes out wide. Check it. That's Ken out to the right-hand side, left-hand side. Murphy slot left. Panky on the right side. Hand off to Beecham. He's going to take it in for the score behind the left tackle. Boy, what a great job by the O-line, just a simple little counter.
1: He gets the handoff to Tomlin, and then it was a wide open hole there. They did another great
0: job and another good series by the Lions. Second touchdown of the afternoon by Beecham. That puts him over 100 yards, rushing on the afternoon. And Caleb Carell came right out and... Gave a big hug to both Paul Miner and Chase Pankey as they came off the field. Yes,
1: he did. I was watching it as well, Dave. You got to do that when kids make special plays, you know. And they both did on that one as Miner went up and grabbed that ball from the DB, as you said. And that was a big play in this series.
0: Dufresne makes the extra point, so with 3.18 left to go in this first quarter, it's now the Mount 14, bluff to nothing. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. for your next event. Use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Del High Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, we didn't go over this on the pregame show, but... The Division Three top 25 rankings came out earlier this week. And Mount St. Joseph did not make the top 25, but they did crank the votes. They got one. So if they keep this up, they could crack the top 25 before the season gets over. Murray is going to kick it off. It'll be taken in by Rash at his three. Cuts it to the middle of the field, and he's going to be tackled up near the shoulder pads and dropped at about the 15-yard line. Boy, he went down like a sack of potatoes, Dan.
1: Yes, he did. I'm not sure who that was. Was that number 33 or 32? Looked like 32. Boy, he laid a hit on him. Great kick by Murray. He got that inside to five and good coverage once again.
0: was either Sean Sullivan or Julius Fisher that made that tackle on special teams. First and ten for Bluffton, their worst field position of the afternoon. They're back at their own 16-yard line. Back into the ball game is Greeley behind Samuel Coleman. Now he moves off to the left-hand side, ball in the far hash mark, and the handoff to Greeley right up the middle. Now cuts it to the right side, and he'll be brought down at about the 17-yard line on the play. He's brought down by Gavin Brennan. Yeah, he's having a heck
1: of a game, man. He's another high-motor kid. I think he's the other end opposite of Spence, and uh, he does a nice job. He, You know, he doesn't look like he's a very big kid, but he's very physical
0: up front. Second down, eight yards to go for the Beavers with the football in their own territory at the 17-yard line, 239, and running left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at 14-0. Boy, we got a halftime show for you coming up. Luke Fickle on his press conference earlier this week talking about Tulsa. Moving in motion to the near side is McLaren. And McLaren is going to get the little touch pass, bringing it around on the jet sweep. And he's going to be brought down right at the 18-yard line. The Lions read that play completely. That was Gavin once
1: again. He just stood his man up and just strung it out, and then just waited for him to cut it back, and he makes the tackle. Great job. Gavin's having a heck of a game right now. Hopefully he'll continue to play that
0: way. And correction, that was Plummy Gardner, the 5'10", 170-pound junior-wide receiver coming across with that catch. Brings up third down seven, ball at the 18-yard line. Greeley in the backfield. Drake Campbell comes out wide to the right-hand side, number 21, dropping back is Coleman. He's going to throw it out to the left, tried to get it to Greeley, and overthrew him by about five yards, and that'll bring up punting time now for Bluffton again.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great job by our linebackers. We came in on a blitz there, and they were right in his face. It might have been Finn who forced him to throw that ball early.
0: One forty-two remaining in the first quarter. Lions lead it 14 to nothing. Boy, you could tell it's fall. There's bugs all over it. I see that. <laughs> yeah. Got a stink bug. You got bees, you've got wasps that are flying around looking for some place to hibernate over the winter. Fourth down, seven yards to go for a beaver first down. They're gonna punt the football away from their own eighteen yard line short punt, but Speakman backpedals to pick it up at about the thirty five, and he's gonna struggle forward out to the thirty seven yard line.
2: Thirty seven yard punt.
0: 37-yard punt by Baumgartner, his best of the afternoon. Speakman with just a three-yard return, so a net of 34. And the Lions have a first and ten at their own 38. This is another big series right here, Dave. You know that last last year I
1: believe they scored 21 points in the whole game. If they go down here and get another touchdown before this quarter. That'd
0: be pretty big, being up 21 nothing going into the second quarter. Ken Hawk goes out wide to the right-hand side, coming out wide to the left is Panky. Tomlin, 6 of 7 passing, 87 yards. Handoff goes to Beecham off the left side to the 40, 45, and he almost broke that one, too. And it was just a leg-saving tackle as they brought him down at the 47-yard line.
1: Boy, did they barely get him down. He was gone, If that guy doesn't make that arm tackle. Kalen Johnson,
0: yeah, came up from his safety position to make that tackle. And 9 yards on the carry for Beecham. And it's second down a yard to go at the 47. Minute 10 left to go in this first quarter of play. Tomlin has receivers out wide on both sides. Beacham, off his right hip, ball in the near hash mark. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it out into the left flat, Complete to Panky, and he's going to struggle forward to midfield. He's got a three-yard gain and a first down for the Lions right at the midfield strike.
1: Beacham just adds that extra dimension right now. You know, you've got the defense thinking, do we play seven in the box or do we load it up with an eighth guy? You do that, that means you're playing... Man-to-man coverage on his receivers, and boy, the Lions would love to see that as well.
0: So it's first and ten for the Lions right at midfield. We're under 40 seconds to go in this first quarter. Moving in motion to the far side is Brock, leaving Pankey alone on the left-hand side. Tomlin's going to throw it over the middle, complete to Murphy. Murphy at the 42 to the 40, struggles inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. And he's got the first down. The Bluffton Beavers are saying there was a fumble on the play. The officials are coming in. Let's see if they signal it's down or not. The officials are going to talk about it. Both sides are screaming, we've still got the football, or we've got the football. And the officials are going to continue to chat about it. Nick Murphy wanted to get inside and t- state his case. And now it's just a waiting game on what the officials are going to call. And it will be a fumble by Murphy, and Bluffton has recovered the football.
1: Yeah, that's a tough call. Obviously, they sat there and talked about it. I'm sure they got it right uh but, you know, you can't blame Murph there trying to get that extra yard, lowered his head and shoulder and just put it down. Unfortunately, he fumbled the ball. Second turnover
0: in this first quarter by the Lions, but they still lead it 14 nothing.
1: Yeah, that's a good sign we're still up 14 nothing. But, man, you want to eliminate these mistakes. It could be up, you know, 21 or 28 to nothing.
0: So Bluffton recovers it at their own 37-yard line. That's where they've got it, first and 10. And they bring Markov out wide to the right-hand side. McLaren goes out wide to the left. Slot left is Adam Duncan, who's into the football game. And the handoff goes to Greeley. Greeley cuts it up to the 40-yard line, where he'll be smacked and brought down by Peyton Williams and David Guck. Sean Sullivan got in there also. Boy, they're going to give him a kind spot out to the 41. Wow. Makes it a three-yard gain, and that'll be the end of the first quarter of play here from Schuler Field. Lions. Two touchdowns, two turnovers, but they lead it here as we head into the second quarter of action. Your score, it's Mount St. Joseph 14 and Bluffton nothing. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, as we switch ends of the field here to begin the second quarter of play, Lions lead at 14 to nothing, and they will be going from left to right across your computer screen to start this second quarter of action. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin, back here at Schuler Field for you, and Coleman is going to fake handoff, throw it out into the right flat, and it is complete on the right hand side to Elijah Mo- Maxwell. Maxwell is going to struggle forward, out near midfield. He's got a pickup of 12 and a first down. Yeah,
1: nice ball right there by Coleman. And uh you know that's that's about all he can get and when he drops back and tries to throw deep we're getting too much pressure on him so they're going to take a little short, dinky routes and try and get upfield here a little bit on the uh, yards after catch. Hey,
0: while well, we've got a moment, I want to wish a happy anniversary to Tyler Hopperton's parents. The Hoppertons celebrated their 30th, 38th wedding anniversary. this. Don't want to shortchange them.
1: Don't shortchange
0: them. 38 years of wedded bliss for the Hoppertons. Congratulations to them. Alice is one of my followers on Twitter how I knew that. Coleman drops back, throws it out to the right side, and it's going to be a flag thrown against Noah Abel as he tried to jump the route and ended up knocking down Ryan Markoff.
1: Yep, definitely got there a little too early, but you know what? You can live with that with that young man. He's done a great job all year at the corner position.
0: So it'll be a pass interference penalty against Noah Abel. And it'll bring with it an automatic first down. They'll spot the ball at the 45 yard line spot of the foul. And it'll be first down 10 yards to go for Bluffton in Mount Territory. That might be the
1: first time all day they've been in over 50 here, Dan.
0: I think you're right. Have to go back and look at the play-by-play chart, but I think you're right, Dan. So it's first down 10 yards to go. Coleman moves Greeley off to his left-hand side. Child's slot left. McLaren out wide left. They're going to throw it to Childs on the bubble screen, and he picks it up off the turf, gets it to the 40, inside the 40, down to the 35-yard line. Nice run by Childs after he made a nice catch off his shoe tops. They're going to give him out to the 33-yard line, and that's a gain of 13 and a first down again for Bluffton.
1: Just a great call by Bluffton. They had the right call. They caught the, the backers in a blitz, and they threw that little bubble pass out there, and as you said, he made a great catch you know, with a low pass out there and a nice job breaking a tackle.
0: We've just begun this second quarter of play. Lions lead at 14-0. Next week, back on the road. Four o'clock with the kickoff next week, by the way. Keep that in mind. Four o'clock from Terre Haute against Rose Holman, the fighting engineers. First and ten from the 33. Hand off, fake hand off. Greeley Coleman drops back, throws it over the middle. Tried to get it to McLaren, and it's incomplete. Knocked away by Troy Speakman on a good defensive play. Brings up second down. Second down, 10 yards to go. Dan, you've had a busy day today. You had practice this morning.
1: Yeah, we were in bright and early. Girls got there at 8.30. We were in there about 7.40. Got got in, got it done, and then uh, took a little lunch break and came over here. Now we're seeing a, a great day of football going on. And- you know, right now I'm loving what I see out of the lines, and hopefully we can get a stop here and uh, force a punt.
0: The only thing that would make your day better is if Notre Dame was playing tonight, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad they're off.
0: <laughs> Hand off to Greeley up the middle on second and ten. Puts a couple of spin moves on and is finally brought down on the play at the 31-yard line by Sean Sullivan. And Peyton Williams came up to put a lick on him also. Boy, Gain of two.
1: Peyton came flying up from that safety position to get that... Hit in on him. Did a nice job, as you said earlier. It's going to take a couple guys to bring him down.
0: This Lions secondary is easily the fastest in the Heartland Conference. But we haven't seen Hanover yet, but they've got to really be fast to beat this team.
1: Yeah, I like how fast they play and how physical they play. You know, you have to do that. you got to make a split decision if you're going to come flying up or you're going to stay back and cover.
0: And Peyton Lugers is probably the hardest-hitting player, and he didn't play football last year. Third down, eight yards to go from the 31, dropping back Coleman out of the shotgun, throws it up the left-hand side, incomplete to McLaren. Troy Speakman with coverage, and it's fourth down, and eight yards to go from the 31, and what will Aaron Krebs decide to do? He's looking things over, trying to make up his mind.
1: Don't gain a whole lot if you punt this ball. It, you know, goes in the end zone, you might get lucky and get it inside the five, but I, I'm not so sure they're ready to take that risk down 14.
0: Baumgartner's longest field goal of the year has been 35 yards, so this would be longer than that, so they're going to roll the dice and go for it on fourth.
1: Yep, you're 0-5 and 0-2 in the conference, why not?
0: McLaren out wide to the left, Markoff wide right. Out to the right-hand side in the slot is Maxwell, fake handoff. Coleman's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete, almost intercepted by Peyton Lugers, but he let it go right through his hands, and incomplete. He missed his tight end, Dave. I don't think the tight end turned around quick enough. He had him
1: open. And I think the tight end just, if he turns his head, he catches that ball a lot quicker and they get a first down. But uh, nice job by the Lions defense.
0: Lions get the football back on the turnover on downs. First and 10 at their own 31-yard line going from left to right. 12:37 left to go in this first half. Boy, at halftime we got a great show for you. Luke Fickle and then a conversation about the Michigan-Penn State game tonight. Trips out to the far side for the Lions, ball in the near hash mark. And Tomlin is going to be thrown down. Boy, a mix-up on the play. Cornell Beecham went to the right, and Tomlin went to hand it off to the left, and Beecham wasn't there. And he ended up losing six yards on the play and it brings up second and 16.
1: Yeah, Tomlin was in unfamiliar territory right there. He turned to look for Beecham, and he wasn't there. But the one mistake he made is he tried to run where the hole was. He should have just followed Beecham.
0: I'm not sure he had enough time.
1: He probably didn't.
0: I'm not sure. He <laughs> this is, looks no disrespect to Chayton, but I don't think he could follow right he'd, <laughs> he'd end up about twenty yards behind. Second and sixteen, dropping back from the twenty-four. Tomlin throws over the middle. He's got minor and he almost came down with an incredible catch. He went up one-handed it and then got hit right in the solar plexus, and he is still down an incomplete pass. That'll bring up third and sixteen, but Miner took a shot to the ribs.
1: Yeah, he had to try to make a one-handed catch. um, Exposed his ribs, as you said. Um, We're just hoping the wind's just knocked out of him.
0: Boy, that was almost an incredible catch by Paul Miner, but he could not come down with it, and he is down on the sideline, and they are looking him over. It looks like that's all it is, Bear, is just he got the wind knocked out of him as he's up, and now he'll walk off under his own power.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good young man, and, uh, you know, does a great job to tight in for the Lions, and glad to see him back up on his feet.
0: Scores around the league, Rose Holman blanking Anderson 21-0. That's the Lions' foe next week. And Manchester is leading Franklin 7-0 in the second quarter. That could be considered a mini-upset Yes. this early. So it's third down, 16 yards to go. Minor out of the ball game. Tomlin's going to go with an empty backfield, and now he's going to bring in Trevor Tommy. Tommy's going to stay in for protection. Ken Hall, Brock, and Beecham are going to go out wide to the left hand side. Panky all alone on the right side. Ball in the middle of the field. Third down, 16. Lufton just showing a prevent defense. Tomlin drops back. Looks over the middle. Now he's going to cut out to the near side. Looks up the field. Can't find anyone. Now throws it to Panky. He's got the ball and it is going to be, they're going to call it complete near the 43-yard line. They're going to say, no, he was out of bounds.
1: Boy, that took him an awful long time to call that. I don't think he saw it.
0: Tyler Hopperton really getting it, giving an earful to that side judge and the headlinesman. We, we could not see it there, so we can't give an honest disclosure of it, but He was pretty close. They had to really take a close look at it before they finally signaled it incomplete.
1: Yes, they did. But, man, he took an awful long time to make that call.
0: Fourth and 16 from the 25-yard line. Suchomsky into to punt it away. Got it away, and he's going to be hit. A flag will be dropped. It'll take him out, bounce at the 40 inside the 35 and be downed at the 33-yard line. That's going to be a 42-yard punt by Suchomsky, but I think it's going to come back. And it could be roughing the kicker.
1: I think you're right, Dave. That's uh, definitely not running into the kicker. It's roughing for sure. That should be an automatic first down.
0: And let's see what the official has to say about it. And his microphone isn't on. Personal foul. It's going to be roughing the kicker, and that will come with it. An automatic first down.
1: Great job by Max. You know, it was a low snap. He got it off. Did his job. And then the result of obviously the guy roughing gets him a first down.
0: Clemson on top of Louisville now in the third quarter. 17 to three. Wisconsin beating Illinois 20 to seven. Auburn over Arkansas 17 to three. Florida and South Carolina still tied up at 17. And Iowa is leading Purdue 16 to seven. That's a look at the games that are going on right now in top 25 division one college football. 1130 to go in this first half. 14 nothing mount on top of it. And it's first down as they place the ball at the 40-yard line in Mounts Territory. So they're 60 yards away from Pader. Beecham to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the center of the field. Receivers out wide on both sides, of course. Tomlin drops back. Good protection. He's going to throw it up to the right-hand side. Beecham goes up, grabs it, but he's out of bounds when he caught the football.
1: Yeah, he ran out of room there. They were trying to get him out of that backfield and run him up on a wheel route down the sideline with the linebacker covering. Just didn't develop quick enough, and uh, like I said, he ran out of room.
0: Dylan Schaefer from that hotbed of high school football, Shelby, Ohio. They've always had a good football program. Made the play on that, pushing Beecham out of bounds. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. Beecham now is going to come out of the backfield, line up slot right. Panky wide right, so the explosiveness is on the right-hand side this time. Two receivers out wide on the other side. Hand off to Trevor Tomey right up the middle. And he's going to take it to the 44-yard line. So the change of pace back Tomey this week. Gains four in the play, brings up third and six. Michael Williamson out of the game, by the way, with that sprained ankle.
1: Yeah, he probably won't see the see the game today. They got two good running backs right there, Tomy and Beecham. That's a nice little run by him. Picked up four. He almost broke that.
0: So it brings up third down, six yards to go. Beecham's going to line up in the backfield now as he Williams or Tomy leaves. Now Beecham's going to move in motion to the far side, leaving the backfield. Tomlin takes the snap. Looks over the middle. He's got Beecham complete at midfield and he's going to be brought down at the forty five yard line. That's eleven yards on the completion and then another first down for the Lions.
1: Great route by Beacham. He did it went in motion, as you said, Dave, from right to left and does a little in and out and comes right back across the middle of the field and good composure by Tomlin to hitting on stride.
0: Beacham's third catch of the afternoon for thirty-one yards and Tomlin now nine for thirteen on the afternoon for 113 yards on an interception. First and ten for the Lions at the 44 of Bluffton. And the handoff goes to Beecham around the near side, the right side to the 40. And he, I thought he lost the football (laughs) the way that he looked back and he gets knocked out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. That's a gain of nine yards on the run by Beecham.
1: Yeah, that was a great job running the ball. I mean, uh, up front did a good job. I think he got caught in a little uh, scrum almost there and didn't know
0: where he could go. Beecham's got 32 yards receiving this afternoon and 112 yards, 121 yards on the ground. So he's over 150 yards in total offense. And Tomlin throws over the middle, complete to Panky at the 24, and he's going to be dropped right there at the 24-yard line by Loudon Saulbeamer.
1: Panky with a nice catch, nice route on the dig route, but does a heck of a job. Staying focused on the pass and avoiding the linebacker who's trying to hit him at the same time.
0: So with 9.5 left to go in this first half. Still 14 nothing Mount, but they're on the move. First and 10 at the 25 of Bluffton. Boy, what a offensive performance by not only Beecham, but Tomlin here this afternoon. Trevor Tomey in the backfield now, lines up to the right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Paul Miner lines up tight end left. All in the center of the field on first and ten. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws over the middle into the end zone. And he overthrew badly. Chase, or Paul Miner, excuse me, an incomplete. Yeah, he had him for a split
1: second there. I'm not so sure they were on the same page. It almost looked like Paul was getting ready to check up his route. But uh, Tomlin overthrew him.
0: 8.57 left to go in this first half of play. Substitutions coming in on both sides. Penhall goes out wide to the left-hand side. Brock slot left. Cooper Earl's into the ball game now. He's out wide right, taking the place of Panky. Dropping back is Tomlin. Hands it off to Beecham. Off the left-hand side to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. Spin move, and he's inside the 10, and he'll be brought down at the 8-yard
2: line. What a play by
1: Beecham. What a move. He absolutely spun out of that tackle, and I think the... Uh Tackler put his head down and didn't even make contact with him. But what a great run by Beecham.
0: Twelve yards on the run by Cornell Beecham. And it is first and ten for the Lions at the eight of Bluffton. Beecham off to the right-hand side. Boy, that is just an amazing run by Beecham. Tomlin with receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the center of the field on first and goal. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks into the end zone. He has got Panky, but he overthrew him again. Incomplete.
1: Pretty good coverage right there. and You know, he had no window to throw it into. A, you know, he might have thrown that one away because he threw it behind him high.
0: Tomlin came into this afternoon's game throwing 17 touchdown passes in the last three games. But today he has got none. He's got an interception. And the Lions are still on top of it, 14-0, because they've found another offensive weapon in Cornell Beecham.
1: Absolutely. i love to see him get the ball here, see if he can't get this in the end zone or darn close.
0: Beecham lines up behind Tomlin in the pistol. Hand off to Beecham around the left-hand side. Cuts it to the five. Breaks a tackle into the end zone. as the end. Touchdown, Cornell Beecham. It's his third of the afternoon, and it's 20-0.
1: Just a nice simple stretch play to the left. O line does a great job, and the receivers are doing a nice job downfield blocking.
0: Beecham with the eight yard touchdown run, and with 8.05 to go in this first half, it's now 20 to nothing. Mount St. Joseph. Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. Dufresne with two of them already this afternoon. And he kicks that one up, and it is good. 8.05 left to go in this first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 21, bluff to nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron sharpens iron, serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Shuler Field where the Lions now lead at 21-0 on the back of Cornell Beecham's three touchdowns today.
1: Amazing, amazing first half for that young man, but the mound is used him really, really wisely. Still throwing the ball a little bit, not as much as Tomlin's used to, but when you got a weapon like that, you got to let him do his thing.
0: Right now, 146 yards rushing for Beecham, 32 yards in reception, so he's got 178 yards in total offense. Kickoff by Murray, taken in by Rash. Rash is going to take it at the 10, out to the 15, to the 20, and he'll be dropped at the 21-yard line. Aaron Krebs over on the Bluffton sideline was screaming for a hogtie tackle, but the official immediately said it was by the shoulder pads. After seeing the game last week in the NFL, where on the Monday night game, where. They called two hands to the face. I think officials are going to be rather leery of calling anything up close around the head this week.
1: Yeah, you know it's going to get to the point where they're going to review those things as well, just because they're missing them, and you know, and they're crucial plays when you miss them.
0: So it's first and ten for Bluffton under eight minutes to go in the first half, down twenty-one nothing at their own twenty-one yard line. Coleman drops back, looks over the middle, good protection. Now he breaks down and he's going to be brought down on the play by the Lions' defense, Noah Hammond.
1: Great job they gave him, time day, but we had really good coverage in secondary, and uh, obviously Noah had enough time to get to him as he stepped up in the pocket.
0: Noah with his second sack of the season. Loss of three on the play, brings up second down and 12 yards to go.
1: Boy, a turnover and a touchdown, puts a little bit of nail in the coffin here, especially up 21 to nothing.
0: Markoff goes out wide to the right for the Beavers, coming out to the left-hand side is Gardner. Ball on the far hash mark. Fake handoff to Rash. Coleman's going to throw it up the middle, and it is incomplete over the head of Markoff. He was really well protected by Noah Abel, and I think that may have been the reason Coleman threw it over his head.
1: Yeah, Noah, like I said, you know, I've watched him all year. He's done a heck of a job. He had the one mistake the last series, had the interference call, but he's right there ready to make a play. Nice job by Noah.
0: Slusher and Fisher into the ball game now for the Lions as they go with that nickel defense. Third down, 13 yards to go. 7-11 will be on the air next week. Keep this in mind. 3 o'clock with rewind next week from Terre Haute. 4 o'clock is the kickoff.
1: Taking time out here possibly, Dave, with five seconds on the play clock.
0: Coleman shifts Rash over to the left-hand side. Two seconds. Got the playoff and the handoff goes to Rash off the left-hand side. He'll take it from the 18 out to the 21-yard line, the original line of scrimmage, gain of three, and it will bring up fourth down, 10 yards to go for the Beavers, and they'll bring in Baumgartner to punt the ball away.
1: Yeah, I really felt they should have called timeout there. You know, they just kind of conceded that down there, and now they're going to punt deep in their own territory. You know, any kind of mishap here, you you know, you're giving up another score.
0: Baumgartner from Toledo, Ohio, start high school. will punt the ball away. His sixth punt of the afternoon. Speakman will drop back at his own 45 as they'll kick this away from the 20. 6.30 and running left to go in this first half. Good snap. Baumgartner will right foot it away. Another good high end-over-end spiral that Speakman is going to let hit at the 40. It'll take a mount bounce back outside the 40 and be downed at the 42-yard line. That's a 38-yard punt by Baumgartner. No return. And the Lions will start first and 10 from their own 42
1: let's see if Coach is ready to take a shot here.
0: At halftime, we'll hear from Luke Fickle in his weekly press conference about the Tulsa game coming up this afternoon. And also, the CBS crew will preview the Penn State-Michigan game tonight in the Big Ten. That's a big one. All that coming up at halftime here on Ultimate Sports Talk. First and ten for the Lions from their own 42. Beecham off to the right hip. Of Tomlin, ball in the center of the field, trips out to the far side and throws out to the left-hand flat, complete to Brock, and Brock is going to be brought down at the 45-yard line. Gain of about three on the play, brings up second and seven, and we've got over on the far side, Dan, Zach Nobus, who wasn't expected to play today, is warming up on the sideline. The sophomore quarterback looks like maybe he's getting ready for some action.
1: Well, they're going to have to do something because they have not moved the ball at all except for the one series.
0: So it's second down seven at the 45-yard line. Tomlin with Beecham off to the right. Beecham's going to get the handoff, brings it off to the right-hand side, switches hands, brings it to the near side to 50, cuts back up the middle to the 45, to the near side to the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Boy, he's
1: an exciting
0: (laughs) runner. Oh, my gosh, what a run by Beecham. They have about 17 yards on the play, and it's a first down, in Bluffton territory at the 38.
1: So explosive with that first step. I mean, he stopped twice there and exploded right past the defensive guy.
0: First and ten for the Lions. Beecham stays into the game at the backfield. He's well over 100 yards rushing in this one, about near 150. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin on first and ten. Throws it out into the flat, and it is in and out of the hands of Chase Pankey and complete.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what defense is running here. They've got five in the box, and they're conceding to let you have the run. You know, and I guess they're saying you're not going to throw the ball on us since you guys throw it so well.
0: Panky tried to run with the football before he caught it and ended up dropping it. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball in the near hash mark. Chase comes out to the near side, trips out to the far side with Brock and Kinhold along with Murphy. Tomlin, handoff up the middle to Beecham. Beecham cuts it to the 35, or he'll be brought down immediately after a three yard gain. Beecham comes into the ball game. He's a sophomore out of Winton Woods in Cincinnati, but Cornell is not very big. When you look at him, he's 5'8", 175 pounds, but his thighs, as we have said throughout the weeks, Dan, are bigger than his waist.
1: He's definitely a uh, well-built young man. He's hard to bring down because he's so powerful.
0: Third down, seven yards to go. Tomlin's going to throw it over the middle. Complete to Panky. He caught it that time at the 24-yard line. And he's got a first down after a 15-yard pickup on the reception.
1: Yes, great job up front. Beavers came with a blitz right there, brought all linebackers, and the old line did a great job communicating, getting time on time.
0: You know, when you look at Beecham, he's got the thighs of Earl Campbell, but you know who he remember, reminds me of is Greg Pruitt. Oh, yeah. The that old Oklahoma, Oklahoma running back. That was when they had the tearaway jerseys. You couldn't yes. bring that kid down. <laughs> Empty backfield now for the Lions. First and ten from the 24th rod into the left flat. This time complete to Panky, and he's going to run out of bounds at the 17-yard line. That's a gain of six on the reception. Brings up second and four.
1: Another nice ball by Tom, and I think he took a little bit of a hit there, but they gave him enough time to get rid of it, and uh, the Beavers are starting to bring a little bit more pressure. They just don't have an answer right now for the Mount offense.
0: This Lions offense, after... The Anderson game really seemed to pick up a lot of confidence in each other, and they have just been a machine over the last five games. Second down, four. Hand off to Beecham around the right side. He's got the first down to the 12-yard line is where they'll spot him. and A gain of five on the carry and a first down for the Lions at the 12 of Bluffton. 318 left to go in the half. Brings up first down, 10 yards to go. Lions can pick up a first down without scoring.
1: Yeah, I think if they keep handing the ball off right now, you know, like I said, the Beavers cannot stop them no matter what they choose to do.
0: First and 10 from the Beavers, 12. Beecham to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Lions going from left to right. Tomlin takes the snap, drops back, good protection, flips it off the beach, him hit the 15 to the 10, cuts to the near side, now cuts back to the middle of the field, and he's gonna be stacked up. Now he's gonna break a couple of tackles and be brought down at the 14 yard line. That's a play there, Dan, where he probably should have just put his head down and gotten as much as he could.
1: I'm sure the coaches will remind him of that when they watch film, but how do you tell a young man who's broke, many a tackle, yeah. does not do what he does? So you've got to let him play, and that's what you're doing is getting him touches and letting him be an athlete.
0: On that 90-yard touchdown pass that he ran last week against Manchester, I think 10 of the 11 defensive guys got a hand <laughs> on him, and he still went 90, which is a Mount record. Second down, a long 10 yards to go for the Lions. Ball back at the 13-yard line. Tomlin with Beecham to his left. Drops straight back, looking into the end zone. He's going to throw the fade in the left corner. He's got Brock. He goes up. He caught it in the back corner of the end zone. Is the in? They're going to get a twin touchdown. Good ball
1: by Tomlin again. Put it where only our receiver can catch it. But another great job up front with the O-line.
0: Boy, that offensive line has really done a job here this afternoon, even without the starting left tackle, Isaiah Trimble.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's been filling in for him, but boy, they haven't missed a beat. They're doing a great job, and that's a sign of a good team.
0: Andrew Weeks. Has been in there at that left tackle for most of the afternoon. Twenty-seven and nothing, and Dufrain with the extra point attempt is up. He's four for four, and it's good. One fifty-four remaining in this first half. Your score: Mount Saint Joseph twenty-eight, left to nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: The School of Health Sciences at Mount Saint Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount Saint Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu/healthsciences.
0: Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Dal High Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Maxwell and Rash set to receive this kickoff, and Rash will take it near the near sideline at about the 15, cuts to the far sideline at the 20, breaks a tackle, and is finally brought down by Peyton Williams at about the 20-yard line.
1: Let's see what Bluffton's going to do here, Dave. Down 28 to nothing, really haven't done a whole lot either phase of the game, to be honest with you. I'm not so sure they're going to force anything down the field, but again, you're 0-5 and 0-2 and and in the conference. What do you got to
0: lose? So with a minute 45 to go in this first half. And they're going to mark it back to the 20-yard line. Did they call a penalty or something? Because it looked like he was running backwards with the football. I I, don't, I didn't see a flag. I didn't either, but they looked like they were going to spot it at the 25 then took it back to the 20. Nonetheless, Coleman is still in a quarterback. He's going to hand it off to Rash around the left-hand side. He's going to be bottled up and brought down at the 19-yard line by Troy Speakman. But... The man who really blew the play up looked like it was, well, I'm trying to Was that the linebacker? Yeah, it was the linebacker on the play. Adam Slusher. Slusher really blew the thing up. Yeah, he
1: did a great job stretching it, you know, even further. And as you said, Speakman came in and cleaned that one up.
0: Lions are expecting pass, so they've got their nickel package in. Loss of a yard on the play brings up second down and 11 yards to go. Going out wide to the right-hand side for the Beavers is Duncan. He came in as their leading receiver, but he hasn't even been targeted this afternoon. Handoff goes to Rash, and Rash takes it across the 20. He's going to spin and get out across the 25 and be brought down at about the 26-yard line. Slusher in on the tackle again along with Peyton Lugers. And it also looked like maybe Alex McQueen was in on that also. I thought the mount might take a timeout there, but uh, Coach Hop decides not to. And Rash is trying to get his shoe back on. The officials are giving him plenty of time, but Rash is just going to end up going off the field. They're going to bring in Greeley. 25 seconds and running. Don't forget Luke Fickle coming up at halftime. The CBS crew talking about the Penn State-Michigan game. All that coming up at halftime. 28 nothing mount on top of it. 14 seconds left to go. Coleman. He's going to hand it off to Greeley around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit by Sean Sullivan, then brought back down by Gavin Brennan.
1: Boy, what a play by Sullivan. Read that perfect, took on the blocker, ripped through it, forced the ball back into the middle.
0: And that'll be a loss of two, but it isn't going to matter because that's the end of the first half of play. Lions with four touchdowns in this first half and what a performance by Cornell Beecham. Luke Fickle and a preview of the Penn State Michigan game coming up here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin and your score here at the half it is now Mount St. Joseph 28, Bluffton nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore but you don't want to go through the long tedious and sometimes painful removal process Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers.
4: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize Ink Analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive Ink Analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results. Which means, if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoA laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Great Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to Active Schuller Field here in Cincinnati on Dahl High Avenue. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Dan Benjamin. We're at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Bluffton Beavers and we'll take a look at all the stat stories coming up in just a little bit here on UltimateSportsTalk.com but there's a lot of Division 1 college football action going on and here in Cincinnati kicking off at 3.30 the Cincinnati Bearcats will be entertaining the Tulsa Golden Hurricane and the Hurricane are coming in after a pair of tough losses to take on the Bearcats. They lost last week at home to Navy 45-17 for their second straight league loss. They lost a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter during a loss at SMU two weeks ago. Cincinnati comes into this afternoon's ballgame ranked 21st in the country. They're five and one overall, two and zero in the American Athletic Conference. The Bearcats' only loss, if you recall, is to number five Ohio State. They're coming off a 38-23 road win at Houston. Luke Fickle last week talked about. This upcoming matchup with tulsa
2: it was very it was our first real time going on the road i mean we'd you know been on bus rides uh in some close uh, proximities, so it was new for us to uh load up and, and change up our schedule a little bit and to go on the road in in conferences to get a win is the most important thing um, We were challenged i mean it was a you know a different uh, Houston team than maybe some people had thought, and you know switching in three quarterbacks and you know um you know, had some guys that had redshirted, but they still got a lot of talent. And uh they played hard, and they played well. Um, You know, and we were challenged. We, we you know, started off fast and then kind of lost the momentum of things and really went back and forth and back and forth. And it was a lot closer game than maybe it ended up being. Um But I think it was great for us to be challenged like that so many different ways, both offensively, defensively, and in the special teams. Every unit had to come up big someplace down the stretch, uh, because that game was a battle. Uh, Javon was one of those guys that, you know, came up big for us. So obviously, having an inter- interception, a fumble recovery, uh, got beat on an early play on a deep ball for a touchdown. Um, that sometimes, as a young guy, people don't recover from. And that's what I'm most proud of uh, of Javon and his performance is his ability to over uh, overcome that, not let it kind of crush him, not let it get him down, but continue to play, continue to battle. Uh, continue to have incredible effort, and when you do, great things happen. The ball finds him; uh, he finds the ball, and um, you know, uh, ultimately, you got out of there with a win and you know, have the ability to move on now to a new challenge. And coming home here and and then having a bye week the following week, we got to make sure we can really stay focused and, and have the attention to detail for this week because it's going to be a unique challenge for us.
0: Hey, Coach. I know you were talking about uh, Javon
2: and obviously his Player of the Year award or
0: uh, you know, honor this week, but just that whole defense. I know it's, uh, there's obviously I know a lot more to it than just Javon. So what, in your mind, have you been most impressed with that defense and, and where do you feel like it is overall as a unit? Well, I think it starts up front
2: and our ability for those guys to, um, you know, play well up front, be aggressive, to create some havoc, um, you know, I think we only ended up with one sack, but uh, in our stats, we kind of come up with 22 Havoc plays, which, you know, is where those guys up front affect something in a different way um, to really give us an opportunity in the back end, whether that's on the pass, whether that's on the run. So I think it starts up there and those guys' ability to roll. I mean, we're playing nine guys up there uh, in a lot of situations. And sometimes, you know, guys want to play more, and in, in the long run, the reality is that we You know, kind of started this philosophy in camp that we really knew we were going to need a bunch of different guys to play well so that, you know, we could play at the pace we wanted to and um, with the effort we wanted to. Uh, So those guys' ability to kind of put the egos aside and not worry as much about the stats, you know, because maybe they only play 35, 40 plays, but we've got eight or nine guys that are playing that many.
0: And you mentioned just being on the road, kind of changing up routine, um, I don't know if it did or didn't, but I was was, was curious, did it, Did you learn anything about your team having that that kind of change,
1: I
2: guess, that from, from what you'd been doing the rest of the season? Well, I don't know if we learned. I mean, well, I think you learn the most um, throughout the game. And, you know, that's when, you, when you're challenged like that. And if you didn't watch and see the whole game, then you might not have said, well, it must not have been as much of a challenge. It was. It was, you know, we never lost the lead. Uh, But the lead was in jeopardy probably four or five times, and each time um, we had to answer. Our offense had to answer two times where we needed a score, and we, you know, maybe had given up a couple things defensively. We had an opportunity where we had to have a field goal and and some big kickoffs uh, from our special teams and punts as well, and then there was probably four or five uh, situations in the game where defensively just, yeah, they had to have it situations, uh, you know, and in a couple and two of those, we got turnovers, and the other two, we made stops.
0: Coach, as you look ahead to the game against Tulsa, do you, do you see any, any similarities between the two teams in terms of your approach to the game? I mean, both um, you know, seem to appear to be pretty solid on defense, steady a quarterback, and with uh, the skill position players that that can really help make you go. Um, are there, are, is, it, is it
2: appropriate? Play physical. They play tough. I think uh, two very good head coaches, so they've got programs. They don't just have you know teams that are you know one and done or are flash in the pan. So obviously they've. Uh, done it for a long time, uh, I think you know uniquely sometimes different last week, we didn't know maybe what to expect when game day started with the quarterback situation and their ability to to have a week off we We saw a lot of different things, not as much hurry up and tempo as maybe we would have expected from from you know coach Holverson and their and their offensive uh you know plan um this week, I think we probably see a bit more of it. I think they'll you know do a lot of things to to continue to spread the field, but um you know, I don't know if I would say it's very similar. Uh, defensively, they'll be a bit different from you know, probably more of a four-man front to a three-man front. So um, I think as a whole in the program, there's a lot of similarities, but I think offensively and defensively, there's some unique differences.
0: Cincinnati kicks things off against Tulsa this afternoon at 3.30. We'll take a look at the rest of the Division One college football schedule for tonight, preview the Michigan-Penn State game, and go over the NFL schedule when we come back right after this.
3: The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at MSJ.edu slash health sciences.
0: Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Shuler Field. Another 330 games this afternoon in Division I college football. Number two, LSU, will be at Mississippi State. 12th-ranked Oregon goes to 25th-ranked Washington. SMU will be entertaining Temple this afternoon. Also out of the Big Ten, number 20, Minnesota, is at Rutgers. 24th-ranked Appalachian State will be at UL Monroe. Missouri, 22nd-ranked in the country, goes to Vanderbilt and 18th-ranked Baylor, will be at Oklahoma State later on this afternoon. In games tonight at 6 o'clock, number 13 Utah will be at 17th-ranked Arizona State. At 7 o'clock, 15th-ranked Texas will be entertaining Kansas. And the big game in the Big Ten tonight has 7th-ranked Penn State in a whiteout entertaining the Michigan Wolverines, who are ranked 16th this week. And the CBS crew previews this evening's ballgame. Penn State's having fun, though. Only Wisconsin has allowed fewer points per game than Cam Brown and number seven Penn State have, who finally got a road win over a ranked team under James Franklin Saturday. Now they get a visit from Michigan as we begin our picking. James Franklin's Lions have won it with blowouts thanks to video game moves from K.J. Hamler and by grinding it out with a swarming defense that's second in the nation in stacks like in Saturday's W at Iowa. Michigan sacked Iowa eight times a couple weeks ago, but unraveled late against Illinois. Gave up 25 straight points, thanks in part to three more fumbles. Can
1: Michigan avoid the lapses and mistakes in Happy Valley?
0: You can't say that uh, Franklin and company at Penn State have abandoned the run. Last week they ran the ball 53 times. Mm. They know who they are, and that's what they do. Clifford, last couple of games, been about a 50% passer. So why not run the ball? A lot now you play in Michigan, Jim Harbaugh is one in nine against top ten teams it's just a fact they just don't play well right now against teams that are ranked, and I think Penn, I think Penn State's going to take them out. Mm. Penn State had that to freshman back. Noah Kane went over oh, hundred yeah. yards against the Hawkeyes and, and looked great. Uh, Clifford has been certainly serviceable defensively they're one of the top five teams in the country. I don't know that the schedule means that they're going to end up there. But in this game, the last three years, it's been a blowout by the home team. I think it's, again, this is going to be a whiteout, unbelievable atmosphere. I think Penn State wins, and I think they win big.
2: Penn State's going to win this ball game. It's going to be because of their defensive front seven. Robert Windsor, the defensive tackle inside, leading the charge against a defense with their three Big Ten opponents, 111 yards 1.2 yards per carry. That's 111 total yards, yep. boys. Oh. They do not let people run the ball on them in the league. And when they do, they can pin their ears back and rush the passer with the best of them. I know they got a couple guys BJ's really interested in. Mm. Oh. Penn State. Oh, no. no. I meant to say who done. you
0: interested in, baby. You going with Penn State? I'm going Penn State. I'm going with Robert Windsor as well because we've been talking about, uh what's his name, Etour Gross-Tomatoes. <laughs> And I shock Tony, those defensive end, but Windsor went off last week. Six tackles, he had a quarterback, a, a one and a half sacks, a couple tackles for loss, couple quarterback hurt, he was the main guy, and they've only allowed one rushing touchdown on the season, and you're right. The last three, the winners scored at least 42 points. I think the Nittany Lions win. I love the way this Kane runs. They got a four-man stable there at running back, but I think it's gonna be Kane's job here, here going forward. Tonight's game between Michigan and Penn State in Happy Valley will get underway at 7.30 tonight, and that will be on ABC. In other games tonight, number one-ranked Alabama is Entertaining Tennessee. That's 9 o'clock on ESPN. And at 10 o'clock tonight, 14th-ranked Boise State will be at BYU. Notre Dame has got the week off. As far as the NFL for this weekend, week number seven, it got underway on Thursday night when the Kansas City Chiefs, behind Matt Moore at quarterback because Pat Mahomes got hurt, Still defeated the Denver Broncos 30-6. to Tomorrow, it will be the Bengals at home taking on the Jaguars. In other games at 1 o'clock, the Dolphins will be in Buffalo. The Vikings go to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Packers will host the Raiders. The Rams go to Atlanta. Texans will be in Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The 49ers will go to the East Coast to take on the Washington Redskins. And the Arizona Cardinals will be in New York to play the Giants. In 4 o'clock games tomorrow afternoon, the Los Angeles Chargers will be in Tennessee to play the Titans. The Saints go to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Seahawks entertain the Baltimore Ravens. And on Sunday night football, the Eagles will be in Dallas to play the Cowboys. And on Monday night football, the New England Patriots are in New York to take on the Jets. Dave Mitchell. Along with Dan Benjamin, we'll be back with more of this afternoon's ball game between Mount St. Joseph and the Bluffton Beavers from Schuler Field. We'll come back right after this.
2: It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Shuler Field where this afternoon the Lions are leading at halftime 28 to nothing and we have had just an outstanding display of stat stuffing by cornell beecham here this afternoon he's got 170 yards rushing and 31 yards in pass reception so he's got 202 yards in total offense here this afternoon and three touchdowns there there are guys that can't get that in three games (laughs) let alone a half
1: yeah as you as hop said in his uh interview today you know he's a special special player and you got to get him touches and uh the more they get him touches, the better the kid looks to me. You know, he adds another dimension to this offense. You know, for many weeks it was a throwing offense and then run uh, second. But now I think it's going to be a little bit more equal. And When, when you've got a kid like that who can make the moves he does on the field, it's, it's pretty neat to watch him play.
0: Lions jumped out on top with 7.07 left to go in the first quarter on Beecham's 62 yard run. Spencer Dufresne added the extra point and the Lions led it 7-0. They jumped out 14-0 with 3.18 left to go in the first quarter. When Beecham ran it in from 4 yards out, that was a 4 play drive in 56, on for 56 yards with a minute 56 that the time expired. The Lions led it 14-0. Then with 8.05 left to go in the half, Beecham again from 8 yards out, Dufresne again added the extra point and it was twenty one nothing. And then with a minute fifty four to go in the half, the Lions extended the lead twenty-eight nothing on a thirteen yard pass from Tomlin to Brock. And Dufresne added the extra point, and that's where we stand right now. Twenty-eight to nothing here in the first half of action. The Lions, as far as total offense is concerned, three hundred and twenty six yards of total offense here this afternoon, Dan, to just seventy four for Bluffton.
1: Yeah, we talked about it in in the opening uh, session there that, uh, you know, we don't give the defense enough credit. The defense has been pretty amazing all year, but uh, they were overshadowed by the offense early on. But, you know, they've done their job. You know, they hold people to 16 points or less, and obviously they've got a goose egg on the board right now. And they're just very physical and disciplined up front, and that's where it all starts, Dave. When you watch that D-line, you know, Spence and Gavin had a great, great – first half. I mean, they, they got high two high-motor defensive ends, and when you don't get outside of them, it's going to be hard to run on this Lions defense.
0: You know, Bluffton had to really rely upon Darian Greeley to carry the load for them today, but so far he's only had nine carries for 23 yards in the ball game.
1: Yeah, yeah. We talked about him being a nice little bowling ball there, you know, and having that low center of gravity, but, the, you know, when you start taking hit after hit when the Lions have done that, they're a great team-tackling Defense And when they've done that, I think that wears on the young man. And, uh, you know, Bluffton panicked early, I think, in second series, came out and threw the ball. Had a little bit of success, you know, got about 20 yards on that drive, I believe. But uh, after that, you know, the defense has really dictated uh, what Bluffton's done.
0: Well, it's 28 nothing here, but in the other games around the Heartland Conference, Manchester is leading Franklin and somewhat of an upset, 10-7, to a minute and a half to go in the first half. Rose Hallman blanking Anderson, 42 to nothing, five minutes to go in the half. And those are the only other two games that are going on in the Heartland Conference this afternoon. Second half action is coming up next. Mount on top of Bluffton, 28 nothing. with Dan Benjamin. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with the second half after this. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. Lions are going to get the football to start this second half of action and they are up 28 to nothing here on this ball game. And of course they won the coin toss but deferred to the second half. And boy, I'll tell you what, Dan, you can look at this Bluffton situation right now and say this is a near must stop here in the beginning of the second half.
1: Yeah, you know, you talked about last year, I believe it was, they, we won 21 to seven. Uh, I don't think we're going to have that let down, but you're right. The, the Bluffton Beavers got to come out and have a stop in this opening series. Otherwise, this second half could get ugly and could get ugly really quick.
0: Iowa leading Purdue 19-10 in the, fir- the fourth quarter of action, that game going on. In Iowa, Oklahoma blowing out West Virginia, 52 to 14. Clemson doing the same now to Louisville, 31 to 3. Wisconsin over Illinois, 23 14. They play the Buckeyes next week. Auburn over Arkansas, 37 to 10. And Florida has taken an 11 point lead over South Carolina, 31 to 20. Of course, Michigan playing Penn State tonight at 7:30. That game can be seen on ABC. And Dan's Notre Dame Fighting Irish are off today.
1: Hey, your Buckeyes had a nice game last night. Yeah. yeah, It was a close game until they actually took the
0: field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they left the locker room and Northwestern decided. You know what was interesting? I saw Northwestern's coaching staff in the second quarter. It was kind of refreshing. They were having fun on the sideline they were actually laughing with each other. not about the ball game, but about something that somebody had said. You don't see coaches doing that very often. Sometimes you gotta,
1: you know, call it what it is and the Buckeyes were just better than that. You know, you you can't sit there and argue that point. So sometimes you just gotta be relaxed and have a little fun with it.
0: So here we go. Baumgartner will kick it off and taking it in at his own three yard line is Troy Speakman cuts it to midfield to the thirty and he's gonna be tripped up and brought down at the thirty four yard line.
1: Boy, he might want to be put in the backfield. He hit that whole full speed. I love it.
0: He really did, boy. So the Lions will start first and 10, going from left to right across your computer screen here in this second half of action. And they lead it 28 to nothing. Rose Holman on the horizon next week, and then in two weeks, right back here for the final home game of the season against Hanover.
1: Is Rose overlooking? <clears throat> They're down, didn't you say, 10 7?
0: No, they're up 10-7. to 7. That's
1: a too tight of a game in my too, opinion.
0: It is, yeah. Beach him off to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides on first and 10 from the 32. And Tomlin throws it into the middle of the field to Miner. Cuts it to the near side to the 40, to the 41. And he struggles forward to about the 44-yard line. And he's got the first down after a gain of 11. Good to see Paul Miner back into the ballgame after taking a shot to the ribs in the second quarter.
1: Yeah, I did a great job right there. Just a simple release to the flat area. and Tomlin just took advantage of getting the ball and letting him get upfield. He doesn't, You know, they do remind me a little bit of the New England Patriots. They take what you give you. They don't force balls. I know Tomlin had a turnover in the first half, but the, other than that, he's played another great game.
0: First and 10 for the Lions at their own 44. Trips out to the far side. Ball on the near hash mark with Panky. The single receiver out to the near side. Hand off up the middle to Beecham to the 45. Spins off a tackle to the 49-yard line after he put his head down. Flag thrown on the play at the end of the tackle. and Let's see what that's going to be. I,
1: I think that's on uh,
0: somebody piled up there on the pile late.
1: I don't know who it was, whether it was us or them.
0: Bluffton is signaling that the penalty is against the Mount, so let's see what it is. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 72 on the offense. So the Lions get hit with the unsportsmanlike conduct. That's Jake Kaiser. My new friend on Twitter. I guess that proves you don't want to friend me on Twitter. You get flagged the next game.
1: I'm sure he'll want that back. He won't do that again. You just came in late, trying to be a little aggressive on his block downfield.
0: So that'll be at the end of the play, so... It'll be second down, call it 20 yards to go, back to the 34-yard line after a 15-yard penalty. 34-yard line is where the Lions have it. Beecham off to the right-hand side of Tomlin. Trips out, now Beecham moves up to the line and in motion to the near side, leaving an empty backfield. Tomlin's going to throw it over the middle, complete on the play to Brock, and Brock's going to catch it at the 40. He coughs up the football, and Bluffton's got it back. He caught it up at about the 40-yard line. Now the official from the side on the far side in front of the Bluffton bench is signaling that he was down, so it will not be a fumble, and the Lions will keep a hold of the football.
1: Well, I didn't see it there, but obviously Bluffton did not felt it was their ball, but none, nonetheless, you know, the Lions get to keep the ball here. We got a penalty. That's going to be on Bluffton. I think uh, one of their players has run their mouth at the official.
0: And we'll see. They are going to signal it against Bluffton. Mike Finley, number eleven on the defense, fifteen yard That'll be against game. Antonio Crosti. Crossy, the five nine, one hundred seventy-eight pound junior.
1: Yeah, just what you, you can't have there, Dave. You know, you, you got him back third and deep. And the... You know, all of a sudden you run your mouth because you didn't get a call there, and now it ends up in a first down here at the 44-yard line.
0: Crossy's from my old stomping grounds, Worcester. Uh-oh. He snuck away from the Fighting Scots to go to Bluffton. First and ten, Lions have it in their own territory at the 44, at the Bluffton territory, excuse me. Tomlin throws it complete huh. to Beecham, Beecham at the 40, and now a flag is thrown back near Chayton. Tomlin was, and let's see what's going on there. Tomlin got rid of the football and then hit the turf. Boy, this we didn't have many penalties in the first half, but now all of a sudden this has become flag-filled. This might be roughing the passer. Roughing the passer against Bluffton.
1: Two costly penalties right there. I mean, we we talked about how big this drive is, but, you know, the Mount hasn't done a whole lot, but uh, Bluffton really making a lot of mistakes right here.
0: There is just one penalty... Between the two teams in the first half, and now we've had three, just boom, boom, boom here at the beginning of the third quarter.
1: Now, you know, you, you want to say that's from them playing hard. It could be a little bit of frustration. You know, you're 0-5. and You know, things aren't going your way right now. You're down 28 to nothing, so you, you never know. Just You just want your kids to keep playing hard.
0: So it takes it down to the 24-yard line of Bluffton after the 15-yard personal foul penalty, and the handoff goes to Cornell Beecham. He'll take it off right guard. And inside the 25 to the 22-yard line. That's a gain of just a couple on the play for Beecham. With the exception of the play where he lost about four yards, I think that's the first play that he's had less than five yards of gain.
1: I think you're right there. You know, Bluffton did a nice job. They put an extra man in the box on that
0: one. So it's second down, call it a long eight yards to go. Beecham on the afternoon, 12 carries, 178 yards. He's averaging just a paltry 15 yards a carry. <laughs> and he's off to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap. He's going to throw it over the middle. That's complete to Paul Miner at the 15 to the 10. Puts his head down and struggles forward to the 5-yard line.
1: Yeah, you know, for Bluffton's defense, it's a tough day right now. They've got to pick their poison because no matter what uh, the Mount does, they can't stop them.
0: You know, we haven't talked a lot about it, Dan, but just how much... Pressure does it put on a defense when the Lions run receivers in and out constantly. They just brought in three new receivers in Ken Halt, Panky, and Brock.
1: Yeah, they're all pretty similar, too, in those positions, you know. And, obviously, Tomlin feels good about throwing it to any one of those receivers.
0: 11.35 in motion is Murphy to the far side. him to the right of Tomlin. Dropping back on first and goal from the five. Tomlin's going to cut up the middle. He's got an open territory. He's going to run it in. And he, they're going to put him down at the one-yard line. And he took a shot. Yes, he did. Boy, oh boy. I'm surprised they didn't give him the touchdown because it looked like from up here he was in.
1: Yeah, I think he kind of went down on his knees instead of going head first. If he would have went head first, that would have been six for sure. But uh, he left it, put it in the officials' hands, but he's not short by much.
0: He is short of the goal line by about the length of the football. So it's second and goal. Tomlin out of the shotgun with Beecham to the right. They're not going to give it to Tomlin again. They're going to give it to Beecham. And Beecham is going to be hit for a loss back at the one. So the Lions, after picking up four, it'll be third and goal at the one-yard line this time. Trevor Tomey comes in, and so does Paul Miner. So it'll be Tomey in the backfield now. Beecham is going out wide to the right along with Murphy and Panky. Out wide to the left is Miner. He's got single man-to-man coverage over on the left-hand side. Tomey to the left of Tomlin. Twenty-eight nothing. Lions lead a Pankey in motion to the line. They're gonna throw the fade to minor. He's gonna go up and it'll be knocked away and incomplete. That was a nice defensive play by Stefan Kosakowski.
1: Yeah, he did a great job. You know, he's undersized a little bit over there, but he stayed his ground. He did an excellent job. Nice job breaking up the pass.
0: I spent three hours yesterday practicing that name, Kosakowski. <laughs> that might had... take me three months. <laughs> I had to because he's their leading interception man. He's got two this year. So coming in to attempt the field goal will be Spencer Dufresne. He will kick it away from the 8, so it's an 18-yarder, and that one is up. And it is good. 10-13 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. Now it's the Mount, 31, Bluffton nothing on com. Every week and every game is important as we reach the halfway point of the Heartland Conference season. Next Saturday, Mount St. Joseph heads to Terre Haute, Indiana, to play the fighting engineers of rose Holman. Currently, Rose is in third place. Just a game behind the Lions, so next week is the game of the season. If you can't hit the road, join me, Dave Mitchell, and Blake Watson with all the action starting at 3 o'clock next Saturday with Rewind and at 4 o'clock is the kickoff. The Lions are on the road at rose Holman next Saturday and you can hear it all starting at 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
3: Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu.
0: Lions on top of it, 31 to nothing. after the 18-yard field goal by Spencer Dufresne. Murray will kick the football away and back set to return is Dash, and he's going to take it in at his 14-yard line after the short kickoff. Dash cuts it to the right across the 20, and he's going to be hit and dropped at about the 24-yard line by the Lions. Adam Slusher with the tackle. Boy, has he really come on lately?
1: Yeah, he had you know a couple games ago. He had a nice game here at home, I believe, it was against Anderson. And uh, you know, he gets his motor going as well on that special teams. He's been in uh, two or three tackles on those kickoffs, so it's nice to see that young man get after it. And he'll stay on the field and play backer
0: for us. Yeah, well, he's out there right now at linebacker, freshman out of Goshen High School. Coleman still the quarterback. He's got Greeley off to the right. Fake handoff. Throws it out into the right-hand side to Markoff. And Markoff is going to be hit at the 25 and dives forward to about the 27-yard line. That's a gain of four.
1: Boy, did they miss a hold on Slusher. Big 82, the tight end for Bluffton. Literally just took him down.
0: So it's second down. Seven yards to go. Coming out to the left-hand side is Elijah Maxwell. Adam Duncan is out to the slot left. He's our leading receiver, but like we said, he has not even been targeted today. McLaren comes out wide to the left-hand side. Markoff to the right, fake handoff. Coleman's going to throw it up on the right-hand side to Markoff, and Markoff beat Abel but couldn't catch up to the football, and it's incomplete at about the 40. And now a flag is thrown clear back in the backfield where it appeared the quarterback was. But there didn't appear to be any Mount St. Joseph players there.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be on, uh, I believe it's 54 right here. I don't know if it was taunting or...
0: That's Nick Brokering. And let's see. Yeah. It'll be unsportsmanlike conduct against Brokering. That's a 15-yard penalty and comes with it an automatic first down. It'll take it out to the 43-yard line.
1: Not a very good play by Nick there, but you know I, I watched that after play there, and uh, I like what Spence did. You know he's like, hey, got to get him out. You know and that's good leadership on that D line.
0: So it takes it out to the 43-yard line, first and ten for the Beavers. 9:21 left to go in the third quarter.
1: Young man just made a mistake. You know he'll be back in.
0: So McLaren will come out wide to the left-hand side. Childs, the tight end, is going to line up in the slot. They go with the diamond formation with Maxwell. Bunch formation out to the left-hand side. Greeley is off to the right, and now there's an illegal procedure flag thrown against Bluffton, and that will knock them back five yards. Boy, it has been really penalty-filled in this first four minutes of this second half of play.
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately a lot of these have been on Bluffton, and, you know, again, that goes back to... You know, when you're 0-5, things start to go south, and they can go south rather quickly. And uh, that's what's happened to the Bluff of the Beavers here in the second half.
0: So it's first down 15 yards to go as they move the football back to the 38-yard line. So again, Greeley stays in the ball game, moves to the left hip of the quarterback, Coleman. And fake handoff, he's going to throw it out into the left-hand side, complete to Maxwell. Maxwell breaks the tackle by Williams at the 40, and he'll struggle forward out to the 45-yard line. So he gets the five yards of the penalty back, plus two. So seven yards on the completion, and a second down eight.
1: Boy, Williams comes flying up there, Dave. I think if he would have turned his head, he might have had a chance to pick that off.
0: Ball right out to the 45-yard line, 8.55 and running, left to go in the third quarter. Next week we'll be at Terre Haute. When's your first game?
1: We are November 16th at home against Muskegon.
0: Okay. Second down, eight yards to go. We're going to be doing more girls games this year. That's good. Second down, eight yards to go. Fake handoff, Greeley. Coleman drops back. Now rolls to the right. Boy, a lot of holding going on, but no call. Throw over the middle. Complete to Childs. He's got the first down in Mount Territory at the 45-yard line. Ten yards on the reception and a first down.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they didn't do the holding call there.
0: Holding or not, Coleman did a nice job of extending the play and giving Childs an opportunity to get himself open.
1: This is what they did in the first half in that second series. They threw the ball a little bit more and had some success, but uh, you know, unfortunately they couldn't get the ball put in the uh, end zone. It so stiffened up a little bit.
0: Lefton in and Mount Territory, first and ten at the Lions' 45-yard line. Greeley moves to the right side of Coleman now, ball in the far hash mark. Take handoff. Coleman is going to be hit as he throws. Throws it up field and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Markoff, but Noah Abel was right there with coverage, and boy, Coleman took a shot.
1: Yes, he did. Looked
0: like Noah Hammond that got in there and got him. No, it was Gavin Brennan. I'm sorry.
1: He's had a heck of a game. We call it his name quite a bit. He does a nice job over at the right end, but let's talk about Abel making great coverage down there. I mean, he's hip-to-hip hip with that, I believe it was the tight end, and uh, didn't get a chance to get the ball there.
0: I'm really surprised that Coleman is still in the ball
1: game. I think he has no choice. They may not have another
0: quarterback. They had Zach Nobis warming up in the first half, but he has not even seen the field yet. Second down, 10. Handoff goes to Greeley right up the middle. He's going to be stopped up at the 45. Ball loose on the play, and it looks like Bluffton has gotten back up on top of it. And it'll be a two-yard loss all the way back to the 48-yard line and bring up third down and 13.
1: Boy, what a job. The Lions are flying around the field being physical today, and that's good to see.
0: Yeah, if you've got postseason aspirations, Dan, you've got to be physical.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You know, we got to stay healthy, got to stay physical, got to stay focused, you know. Those are things Coach Hopper will bring up after this game, you know. And they did a great job so far in this game staying focused on playing gets the Bluffton Beavers here.
0: Third down 13 yards to go for Bluffton. Coleman out of the shotgun with Greeley off to the right. Drops back. Coleman, heavy rush. Throws it out to the right side and way overthrew through Markoff. Markoff cut it in and can't. Coleman threw it to the sideline.
1: We had a little pressure coming in from our linebacker. I didn't catch the number. I thought maybe it was 34. Is that Nate Stone? I believe it was Nate Stone that came in off that uh, right edge and gotten in the face of Coleman, rushed that throw just a little bit.
0: So it's fourth down, 13 yards to go from the 48-yard line in Mount Territory. Seven minutes and stopped on the clock. 31-0 Mount on top of it. Speakman back to his own 10. Baumgartner has been one of the few bright spots for Bluffton today, and he gets another end-over-end kick that Speakman will take in at his 12-yard line. He called a fair catch and then just kind (laughs) of skipped his way up the field. It almost looked like he was taking off.
1: Yeah, he's lucky he didn't get flagged for that, but he's also lucky that nobody hit him.
0: So with 6.51 remaining to go in this third quarter, it's 31-0 Mount. Next two weeks are the most important weeks in the season for the Lions. Rose-Holman next week and Hanover the week after.
1: Get a little separation with Rose-Holman. Get that W on the road. Come back here and finish off the uh,
0: hopefully uh win against Hanover. Home season. Yep. Tomlin, empty backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back on first and ten from the 14. Gets it off to Beecham on the right side at the 20. And he's going to spin forward and go out to about the 23-yard line. He's close to a first down. And they're going to give it to him. That'll be a first down as the side judge signals the first down, and Bluffton has got a man down on the field. So there's a timeout on the field. 634 left to go when we return. It's first and 10 for the Lions. Your score, Mount 31, and Bluffton nothing. Minutemen staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today, 579-0010. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513 748 1538. Well, Leandre Dean, a linebacker junior from Withrow High School here in Cincinnati, was the man that was down for Bluffton, but he is up and will walk off with the aid of the trainer. And it will be first down for the Lions, first and 10 from their own 23 yard line. 631, clock stops on the injury. And handoff goes to Alasia Bug, and Alasia Bug will take it out near the 23, and he's going to be stopped up right there trying to take it around the left end.
1: Just not much there on that one. You know, that's the first carry, I think, for Bug of, of the afternoon. So just getting a little change of pace here. He's got Beecham out of the backfield more often on this series and uh, seeing if they can get this ball downfield. I'm sure they're going to start throwing a little bit more here, Dave.
0: Well, unfortunately for Bug, he's kind of the same running back that Beecham is. And they like to get that change of pace when Beecham comes out. They like to put Williamson, who's out today, and Trevor Tomey in there to give you more power. And that kind of leaves Bug on the sideline. Now he'll line up right behind Tomlin out of the pistol on second down and nine. Fake handoff. Tomlin is going to be hit. And the ball is going to be loose. And let's see who is going to come down with it. Looks like Bluffton may have intercepted it. But one of the offensive linemen for the Mount came in to try to knock it away, and it will be an interception for Bluffton, and they've got it first and ten at the Lions' 15.
1: Yeah, just uh, the first time I think all year we've seen the, the uh, O-line break down and not get their blocks, and uh, Tomlin got blindsided by the left defensive end, and that ball went up in the air.
2: I didn't
0: catch who made the interception on the play, but nonetheless, Bluffton has the football. Dana Shoulders is the man who, no, excuse me, John Boyd. John Boyd III is the man that they're going to give credit for the interception. This Bluffton team is just full of juniors.
1: Yeah, let's see uh, Let's see what the defense can do here right now. They're, they're in the red zone for the first time all day, and uh, let's see if they can hold them to a field goal attempt.
0: Ball at the 17-yard line of the mound. Coleman going from right to left. Moves Rash now who's into the ball game at running back to his left fake handoff to Rash now Coleman steps up he's going to throw it into the right flat to Rash breaks a tackle at the 11 and he's going to be spun down at about the 10 yard line that'll be a gain of seven second down three yards to go for a Beaver first down it's a nice
1: little catch by Rash he made a nice move again catching that ball and avoiding the contact by the safety and uh, he got upfield for like you said seven yard gain
0: so it'll bring up second down about three yards to go coming out wide to the left hand side for Bluffton is Duncan. Childs lines up, slot left. Now moving off to the right is Dash. Markoff is out to the right-hand side, ball in the far hash mark. Coleman looks into the end zone. He's got Markoff, and he overthrew everybody way badly into the track off that right corner of the back of the end zone.
1: Yeah, Noah Abel's out there. He wasn't getting anything on him on that play. That's a good decision by him throwing that out of the end zone.
0: Boy, Noah Abel, when he's got his clamp down defense down. It it is really smothering.
1: He's got to be one of the best in the ACAC. There's no doubt.
0: 436 remaining to go in this third quarter. 31-0 Mount. Play clock down to 15 and Bluffton just breaking the huddle. Now it's down to 10. Rash to the right of Coleman. Now moves off to the right-hand side again. A couple more steps. Rash does. Dropping back on third and four. Coleman Good protection. Now he's going to be hit as he throws. Throws it into the flat, complete to Markoff at the five. He's got the first down inside the five at the four. Samuel
1: he, the he wanted the running back out of the backfield, but Spencer saw that at D line there, and he ran with him up the, up the wheel route, and that wasn't open, so uh, he had to roll to his right and take what he could get.
0: Duncan leaves the football game, and in now is Caleb Heilman as they will go with a two-tight end set. Coming in now for the Lions is J.J. Courtney at that nose guard position. Trying to beef themselves up in the trenches. First and goal from the four. Rash in the backfield out of the two tight end set. Handoff goes to Rash around the right-hand side. And he's going to be driven backwards and nothing. The officials aren't blowing the whistle, and wow, they let him go all the way back to the 25-yard line, but they're going to spot him up at the 5, but what were the officials doing?
1: I have no clue, and that was the head official chasing it. You know, obviously I couldn't hear if he had his whistle going, but he didn't signal that it was dead, but uh, ooh, nonetheless, they gave him a nice spot back up at the 5. I thought he was at least
0: near the 10 on that. I, I, at least, yeah, they've got him now. They're going to spot it at the six. And the headlinesman is coming over to talk to Aaron Krebs. And the only thing he says is move the guys off the sideline. Boy, that was, could have been an injury-filled tackle. And now the side judge is going to blow his whistle. and. Bluffton's going to use a timeout. Three fourteen left to go in this third quarter. We will also your score. It's the Mount 31, Bluffton nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Mount St. Joseph University on Del High Avenue here in Cincinnati, Ohio. 314 left to go. And taking a look at some scores right now around the Heartland Conference. Rose Holman leading 42 to nothing in their ball game this afternoon against Anderson. And Manchester is edging Franklin ten to seven late in the first half of action. Those games should have an update coming pretty soon. Three fourteen left to go in the third. Coleman, handoff right up the middle. It goes to Greeley. Bumble, Greeley bumble. coughed up the football. It goes into the end zone and out of the back of the end zone. Ah. And now a flag are being thrown. I think somebody from Bluffton may have just kicked it out of bounds.
1: That might have been on us. I saw, You definitely saw somebody kick it.
0: Somebody kicked it. <laughs> I thought it would be Bluffton. And I would think that the Lions would be trying to jump on it.
1: Well, I don't think he had an opportunity,
0: so he just kicked it.
1: We're going to get the call here in a minute, but the, I've never seen this in football. Where will that ball go back to? From the, the well, point it depends of on
0: it depends upon what the penalty is. If it's on the offense, then it's a safety. Let's check and see what it is as the official comes out. Ball was fumbled into the end zone, that results the ball in there being a touchback. However, B. An
1: illegal kicking. Yeah, you know. So the foul on B will be enforced from the spot of the fumble, which is the one yard line. Half the distance to go, automatic first down. Yeah, they All can right. get back to the spot of the fumble,
0: you know. Which was the one yard line. They're calling the penalty against the mount for kicking the football, so that takes it half the distance to the goal, which puts it at the half yard line. Why would you kick the football?
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that. I told you in the- all the years I've watched and coached, I've never seen anybody do that. He had to have an opportunity to do a jump on the ball, but for some reason decided to kick it out of the back of the end zone.
0: So it is first and goal. It comes with it an automatic first down with 306 remaining to go in this third quarter. And now the official has something else to say. I believe. Nope, guess not. Looked like he was coming out to say something and then decided against it. Now the officials are blowing it dead. Now they've got it set for play. I guess. Here we go. So Coleman with Rash off to the right of him. Child's tight end right in that two tight end setup. Hand off to Rash up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line, struggles forward, and they're going to mark him down just shy of the goal line, right about at the line of scrimmage, about the half yard line.
1: I'm not so sure he didn't have a touchdown. He reached out, but I I don't have the luxury of looking down the line to see where his knee or uh, elbow hits.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell either, but, boy, he reached out. He definitely had the ball in the end zone, but the official from the side came in and said he down prior to putting the ball into the end zone.
1: This is a big uh, big touchdown for Bluffton. and you've got to get some points on the board here. Down 31 to nothing.
0: So again, the two tight ends set. Rash moves off to the left of Coleman. Now Childs moves in motion to the near side. Flag down in the play. Handoff goes to Rash and he is in for the score, but there's a flag thrown on the far side at the line of scrimmage.
1: Is this an illegal formation?
0: I don't think anybody was covered up on the tight end when the tight end came in, went in motion. That might have been the penalty right there. An illegal formation. That must
1: be offsides. He's looking at bluff and signaling on us. Okay.
0: All right, offsides, defense, number one, that's how is declined. So the Lions were caught on offsides. The touchdown will count. 2.24 left to go. And Rash takes it in from the one-yard line, and it's 31-6, to 6 Bluffton on top of it. Or, excuse me, Mount on top of Bluffton. It's
1: been a very sloppy third quarter here on both sides, to be honest with you. It me. has
0: been. Inexplicably so. Baumgartner will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 2.24 remaining. We'll keep it right here. 31-7. Mount on top of the Bluffton Beavers here in this third quarter of play, and that one was just simply aided, Dan, that drive by Bluffton by several miscues by the Lions.
1: Yeah, they got to get back in sync here, you know, especially on this drive. I know they're trying to play a little conservative, up 31 to nothing. You're trying to get out of here healthy. You know, get ready for Rose next week. But now they need to, you know, punch him in the mouth a little bit right here and go down the field and score.
0: Well, we really don't have any updates.
1: No updates, huh?
0: no updates out of the Heartland. Manchester's still up on Franklin. Now they've got it at halftime, though, 10-7. I would think it's farther into the game than that. And Rose Hallman blanking Anderson, 42 to nothing. Boy, Rose, you, we cannot overlook Rose next week. No, can't, can't do it. Nope.
1: I'm very surprised that Manchester's beating Franklin there. Franklin's had a rough year, and if they let that one slip away, what a big win for Manchester.
0: It would be. So, kicking it off will be Justin Rupp, Rupp number 46, a sophomore,
1: 5'11". see if Troy can take one to the house here.
0: He's out of Pettisville, Ohio. And Rupp will kick it off, and it's a high end-over-end short kick that Speakman will take in. He jumped up and caught it at the 17, cuts to the near side, to the 25, to the 30, and he'll be drugged down from behind at the 38-yard line.
1: Should be a flag right there, some pushing and shoving going on after the play.
0: You know, I'm looking at this roster that Bluffton has, and and I know I've got the benefit of knowing a little bit more about the schools up in that area than... than a lot of people, but I look at the, I really look at the schools that they're recruiting from, Dan, and they're not football schools. Well, like you said, you know that area, and uh, you know
1: that's one of the things they got to do and change that culture is go after those kind of guys that can really help them.
0: Yeah, I mean you've got you've got people like Hilltop and Pettisville. They're not exactly your run of the mill strong football high school programs.
1: Well we're a little spoiled down here, I'm not gonna lie, in Southwest Ohio. We got a lot of great, you know, football down here for sure on all levels.
0: Taking it into the middle of the line while we were talking about that was Cornell Beecham, and he was tackled after a two yard gain, second down eight yards to go. Ball at the forty one yard line, mounting their own territory, minute forty nine left to go. Tomlin drops back on second and eight. Looks over, looks to his left, looks to his right. Now cuts it out to the right to Beach and, Beach and breaks a tackle to the 50. 45-40, stutter steps, and he's going to be brought down inside the 35 at the 32-yard line. The crowd is screaming for a horse collar tackle, but there will be nothing there, and the Lions have it first and 10 at the Bluffton 32.
1: Excellent job by the O-line blocking up front. Bluffton's starting to put a linebacker stance on the line of scrimmage, and they're stunting with him. They did a great job picking him up.
0: Minute 20 and running, left to go in the third. Trips out to the far side. Earls, Brock, and Murphy. Out to the near side is Panky. Beecham moves in motion out of the backfield, and he'll come to the near side in motion. Leaving an empty backfield. Dropping back Tomlin on first and ten. Steps up into the pocket. Signals into the end zone. He's got a man. That is Brock Wide Open
1: touchdown! We got a flag. They're going to call offensive interference here, and I don't think this is a good call.
0: Boy, Brock was wide open, and Cooper Earls is coming over to listen to the official. They're pushing him away. we got a man down for Bluffton near the 25-yard line. That man down is Ollie Moore.
1: I just think, Dave, as I watched the end of that play, that the Bluffton defensive secondary just ran into each other.
0: 59.8 seconds to go, and the officials are still talking with each other. The head referee is about 30 yards away from where the officials are discussing this one. Austin Brock was just wide open. And now they'll come back and they'll tell the referee what is going on here. And obviously the way the Lions are talking about it and talking to the official, this is going to go against the mount. And now the official will give us the explanation. Meanwhile, Ollie Moore is down near the 35-yard line. He's a defensive end from Warrensville Heights, Ohio. That's near Cleveland. And the referee will not give us the penalty call until evidently Moore is off the field.
1: Now, as you said, they're going to call it on the mound. That's going to be offensive interference. which, I, You know, unfortunately, we don't have the replay, but uh, let's see what he's got to say.
0: I think he's just... Not sure what he's, he's he's meandering around on the field like he's. I
1: think he forgot the number of the player. Okay.
0: And now Moore is up and he will walk off to the sideline. He's a six foot senior defensive lineman out of Warrensville Heights, Ohio. And here comes the call. During the play, we had offensive pass interference. You're right. Number two, that'd be Panky. You know, like I said, I watched that, Dave.
1: I'm sure they'll rerun that in the film sessions the next day, but uh, I didn't see him make contact. They just did a nice cross there at the end, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, Panky gets called for a foul.
0: So that will move it all the way back to the 47-yard line, a 15-yard penalty from the original line of scrimmage. 59.8 seconds to go, and it will make it first down and 25 yards to go for the Lions. Trips out to the far side. Got a single receiver down here on the near side and him to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark as the Lions are waiting for the play clock to get down inside 10 and it does and now Tomlin will take the snap. Dropping back. Looks over the middle. Flag down on the play on the far side. Pass is complete out to the 41 yard line and now the whistles will be blow the play dead. That's Ken Halt with the catch his first of the day and it'll be a legal procedure called against the Lions. Wow.
1: Very very sloppy second half on by both teams and uh, your coach Hop, you definitely do not want to see this, you know, coming off of a big lead and coming out here and not doing anything productive right now.
0: Lions so far in this one, six penalties for 61 yards and five of them have come here in the third quarter meanwhile. For Bluffton they've got four penalties for 50 yards. So it's first and ten for the Lions but it's knocked it back in their own territory at the 48 yard line. They need to get all the way down to the 22 to pick up a first down. So it's first down and about 25 yards to make it 30 yards to go. Boy a lot of movement on the line and that's going to be offsides against, no it's going to be a legal procedure against the Lions.
1: We're just not in a rhythm, Dave. We're just not in a rhythm. We've got to get some calls in and let's get going and uh, not worry about, you know, getting the first down here.
0: Boy, Nick Murphy is talking with the side judge about that one and Ken Holt came in to talk talk about it also. Not sure they I don't think they agreed with the illegal procedure penalty call. Yeah,
1: I don't know if the defense is barking out signals or not, you know. It's very rare you got a wide receiver, you know, complaining.
0: Ken Hall is out wide to the left-hand side. Murphy slot left. Brock is at the wing on the right-hand left-hand side. Dropping back Tomlin on an empty backfield. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. And he's got a receiver. That's nice. Ken Halt complete. Fumbles. Ken Halt coughed up the football, but the officials are going to say it was down, I believe.
1: He definitely was down. Nope, no, they're going no. to say it goes
0: to Bluffton on the fumble recovery. Wow. He Boy, that is not making... Route. Yeah, that was not a good call.
1: That was a bad call, no doubt.
0: You can tell it by the sound of the crowd right now.
1: (laughs) Boy, oh boy. He definitely had possession, and I'm sure if they had the benefit of replay, his knees down, then his elbow hits, and the ball comes out.
0: So it's first and ten. Bluffton takes it over at their own 42-yard line. Down 31-7. to Ten seconds, 10.8 seconds left to go in this third quarter, and now Bluffton breaks the huddle on the sideline and comes out to the line of scrimmage. McLaren is out wide to the left-hand side, and Childs is slot left. Two receivers out wide to the near side. Handoff goes to Rash. Rash tried to go to the right, went to the left, back to the right again, and he's going to be brought down inside the 40 at the 38 by guess who, Spencer Kandra.
1: I think uh, Slosser was in on their initial contact, but man, what a great job by Spencer staying home, cleaning up that little uh, reaction by the running back.
0: That'll do it for the third quarter of play as we head into the finals quarters of stanza. There's your score. It is now the Mount 31 and Bluffton 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers.
4: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team, reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin And Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of Tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible ink tattoo removers. Well, Zach Nobis has come into the ball game now for Bluffton on second down 14 yards to go to take over a quarterback. Nobis, a sophomore, 5'11", 195 pounds, and he throws his first pass out into the left flat to Dash. and Dash, or Rash, excuse me, across the 50. He's at the 40, and he's going to be brought down on the left sideline by Peyton Lugers inside the 25-yard line. They're going to mark him out outside the 30-yard line at the 32 is where he stepped out of bounds.
1: Just the same play that we run with Beecham. They did the same thing right there, you know, just a little swing pass and let an athlete be an athlete.
0: Zach Nobis is out of Bryan, Ohio. He was actually the quarterback the last time Bryan had a good team.
1: What did you say? He was a sophomore, Dave? He's a sophomore. I don't know uh, who was in the last series, if he's hurt or not. Or coach Coleman. coach decided to make a decision to uh, switch quarterbacks and give him a shot.
0: Nobis actually played quarterback, and one of his receivers was a second cousin of mine. Dropping back, to play. Nova, Same play, only to this oh. side, to Rash. Rash cuts it inside the 30 flags all over the field. Yeah. And he'll be run out of bounds at, at about Spence. the 25.
1: Boy, Slusher was upset, rightfully so. The guy grabbed both shoulder pads outside the frame and tackled him. It's the same thing. I believe that's the tight end. They've done that twice now and uh, finally got caught on that one.
0: Boy, Rick Thompson's really having some words with somebody out on the field. Not sure. It's going to be a hold against Bluffton, which really brought up the Bronx cheers from this crowd.
1: <laughs> yes, it did. Everybody in the stands, if they had a yellow flag, they have thrown it.
0: Speaking of the Bronx, we're going to be there in about a month. I don't think you will be, but well, I will be. I won't be going with you. Yeah. Maritime in the Bronx, final game of the year, regular season, that is. So the 15-yard penalty, or check a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul, takes it back outside the 40 to the 42-yard line.
1: Got to get a stop here. We got to change momentum somehow.
0: First down. And calling about 20 yards to go for Bluffton. Dropping back, Novus. Novus now on the draw. He's going to hand it off to Rash. Rash across the 40, inside the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 36. That's a gain of six on that carry. And it brings up second down and 14 yards to go. Now Greeley's going to come back into the ball game and Rash will leave. Rash is their second leading rusher on the year. Came in with just about 29 yards on the year. But Greeley has been the guy that they have depended upon to run the football all season long. But Today he's only got 10 carries for 20 yards. Rash has got nine yards on three carries. and. Novas sets up the screen. It goes to Greeley. Greeley has got it at the 30, spins inside the 30, and he'll be dropped at the 27. He's going to be shy of the first down by about six yards after an eight-yard completion. It brings up third and six at the Mount 27-yard line.
1: We almost got to treat Novus like the uh, Anderson quarterback. He's not going to throw a whole lot downfield. He's looking for quick hitters. Obviously, they've run the swing pass twice, ran a draw, and then the screen right there with him. So we got to understand that on the defensive side, and you know, tighten up what we got out there. You know, we're getting upfield, but we're not getting to him.
0: Novus gets the play in from the sideline, and we're under 10 on the play clock. He's got Greeley behind him into the pistol. Now Greeley moves to the left of Nobis on third and five. Fake handoff, throw over to the right side, complete to Childs. He's got the first down at the 20, upended on the play by Noah Abel at the 19-yard line. That's a gain of six and another first down for Bluffton.
1: Definitely a blown assignment right there. The tight end was out in the flat all by himself, so somebody did not communicate. We had nobody out there.
0: Twelve minutes and running left to go in this game. It is 31-7, the Mount on top of it. Next week is rose Holman. Now, keep in mind, that is a 4 o'clock kickoff next week. 4 p.m. next week from Terre Haute. Makes it easier to get up and make that two-and-a-half-hour drive.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad drive.
0: 11.40 and running. Moving in motion is McLaren to the far side. Greeley to the right of Nobus. He drops back. Nobus looks out to the left. Now comes out to the right. Flips it out into the flat. And it is complete to Greeley, but he's going to be brought down. By Julius Fisher at the 17-yard line after a gain of about two.
1: Great job by Fisher, making a good open field tackle out there. You know, got out there, didn't let the guy make a move, grabbed him by the shoulder pads and took him down.
0: So it's second down, eight yards to go at the Mount 17-yard line. 11.04 remaining. With the Lions a comfortable 31-7 lead. Here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Greeley moves to the left now. Nobis ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Play action. Nobis throws it into the middle of the field, and it is complete, and then dropped.
1: Abel came up and made low contact to get that ball loose, but boy, that ball was floating. He did not have a great angle, but got there just enough to get a hand in on that play.
0: That was McLaren, who couldn't bring the pass in, and it brings up third down eight yards to go.
1: I think in the secondary day, we're respecting this guy's arm a little too much. You know, like I said, he's getting rid of it rather quickly. We need to get up, up the field a little bit more making make him uh, hold the ball longer.
0: 10.45, left to go, clock stopped on the incompletion. Trips out to the far side. McLaren in the slot is Duncan. Now tying in left is Childs. Out to the right side is Markov. Moving off to the left is Rash of Nobis, and he drops back. Novus looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Childs complete at the 13, and he'll be pushed out of bounds by Peyton Williams at the 10. And he's close to a first down.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for uh, Peyton Williams, man, he got picked off by the umpire. You know, you'd love to throw a flag there, but you can't.
0: (laughs) He's going to be shy of the first down by about a half yard. He needs to get inside the 10. The ball is sitting just outside the 10. So it's fourth down and about a half yard to go for a Bluffton first down. And I think Bluffton's going to use one of their timeouts because Nobis is not even anywhere near yeah. the line of scrimmage. And that's what Aaron Krebs is going to do. He's going to let the clock go all the way down to one on the play clock and take a timeout. And now he calls the timeout. That will be his first. 10-10 left to go in the ballgame, and the Lions lead at 31-7. We'll take a timeout also here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work
2: schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The
0: MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with Courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, Dan, what do you do here? I mean, you've got the score 31 to 7, but Bluffton has the football. Fourth down, about a half yard to go. Do you run it, pass it? What do you do?
1: Well, tough decision here for them. You know, you don't want to get out of what you normally do, but you almost got to go under center, put the big boy behind him and give him the ball and tell your line, you just got to get a shove here. And you might want to think about a quarterback sneak. You know, let's see what they do. It's, you know, he may not be comfortable being under center. Sometimes you fumble that exchange. So but I think you almost got to power this in there, but I don't see the big running back in there.
0: Yeah, they brought, they've got Rash out there rather than Greeley, and they're going to go on to the shotgun.
1: Yeah, this makes it tough because, uh, you know, they're going to give him
0: an option read probably out of the quarterback. Novus, they're going to line up in the pistol to start out. Rash is right behind Nobis Now he shifts off to the right side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lions showing blitz on fourth down and about a half a yard. Novus is going to throw the ball. Throws it into the flat to Childs. Complete. He's got it at the five and he's spun out of bounds by Sean Sullivan. But he's got the first down at the four yard line. Gain of five on the play and it's a first down for Bluffton.
1: That that was just a single receivers route there. I know he kind of looked off to the. To the post route but he was definitely going to the tight end.
0: And we're under ten minutes and running left to go. Ball spotted at the four yard line. Bluffton going from left to right and Novus looking over for the play call. They'll send McLaren out wide to the left-hand side on first and goal from the four. Rash lines up right behind Novus. They've gone with that short passing game on this drive. They move Rash to the right of Novus. He takes the snap, looks into the end zone, throws a bullet to Markoff, and it's incomplete. Good coverage by Troy Speakman.
1: Yeah, great coverage, actually. Troy was all over him. There's a little contact, but I think the uh, wide receivers would love to initiate that. That's why there was no call on that play.
0: Well, you've got to be a little cocky to play the corner position, don't yeah.
1: you? <laughs> yes, you do. You know, you're out on the island most of the time, so you better be able to be a little cocky and have that swag to play that position.
0: 929 left to go. Gavin Edmondson is checking out of the ball game and coming into the contest is J.J. Courtney.
1: See if we bring a little pressure here on this young quarterback.
0: Bringing in the jumbo package defensively. Novus, the quarterback, two tight ends set, drops back. Looks over the middle, good protection. Throws it into the back end of the end zone. He's got a receiver. That's Markov, complete. Touchdown, but a flag is thrown by the side judge on the far side.
1: Uh, Let's see if he calls offensive interference here or defensive holding saw contact there.
0: If it stands, it's a four-yard touchdown pass for Nobis to Markov.
1: This might be offensive.
0: It'll be an oh. ineligible man downfield for Bluffton. Oh, that's a killer.
1: Yes, I didn't see that. But boy, he was paying attention. Obviously, he threw the flag immediately when the ball went in the air.
0: So that will knock it back five yards and bring up second down goal from at the nine-yard line. Now the Lions will bring Nate Stone back into the ball game, along with Gavin Edmondson. Now Nate Stone will leave. They'll bring in an extra DB. Edmondson's really a DB and linebacker.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. He's athletic. Hopefully, we'll bring a little pressure here.
0: McLaren out wide to the left hand side. Duncan to the slot left. Childs tight end right. Snap. High snap, but nobody brought it go. down. Heavy Here we rush. Go. He's going to be hit. Then he's going to get himself set. Throws it under the right side to Childs, and it's knocked away and incomplete by Peyton Lugers.
1: There we go. That's playing good D right there. I don't know who came up the middle. Who was it? 62?
0: Looked like David Guck.
1: Yeah, Guck came up the middle and got pressure on him, forced him out of the pocket, and uh, he eluded one tackler, but we had great coverage downfield there.
0: So 9.15 remaining to go in the ballgame. Clock stops, brings up third down and goal to go for Bluffton.
1: Rick Thompson, I think, is uh, on it now. He knows he's got to get rid of the ball quickly. And uh, bringing a little pressure there was great. See if we can get one more quick stop here.
0: We'll go over some scores here in just a moment. We've got some updates. Nobis throws it into the flat. Incomplete! To Markov, who was cutting over the middle, and he couldn't get it. Novus might have thrown it a little behind him.
1: Yeah, you're right, Dave. It was just a little bit behind him. He had him open. The safety didn't react quick enough on the backside. If he would have, he probably would have had a pick. I believe Cut. that was
0: Peyton. Two scores from the Heartland. Manchester still leading Franklin with 11 minutes to go in that game. 16-14. Wow. And Rose Holman continuing to blank Anderson. 45 nothing. 6:09 remaining in the game.
1: That's shocking with Manchester, but good for them. Hopefully he can go on and get that W.
0: So 9-10, left to go clock stops, fourth and goal for Bluffton. And the play clock, timeout. yeah, went right down to almost nothing, and that's when Aaron Krebs decided, I need to use this timeout.
1: Yeah, that makes it tough, Dave, when you're 0-5 and 0-2 and and in the conference. This kind of thing's happen to you. And as a coach, you try and get those bugs worked out, but the... You know, 0-5. There's a reason why you're 0-5. They just they just don't look look very sharp at all today.
0: Cincy right now on top of Tulsa, down near Clifton, three to nothing. Oregon and Washington, no score. Clemson defeated Louisville this afternoon, 45 to 10. Purdue lost to Iowa, 26 to 20. Florida beat South Carolina, 38 to 27. It was Auburn 51, Arkansas 10, and Wisconsin. Guess what, folks? They went down. Wisconsin, number six in the country, upset 24-23 by Illinois. Lovey Smith, the biggest win of his career at Illinois.
1: Absolutely. So when we come back, I'm going to have to ask you, does that hurt the Big Ten?
0: Boy. Well, it still puts the highlight on next Saturday's game because Wisconsin's going to need that one going in against Ohio State. Very true. 9-10 left to go. It is fourth down goal from the nine-yard line for Bluffton. Here we go. Dropping back. Novas, fake handoff on play action. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver complete. Markoff touchdown. And Markoff immediately looked back at Speakman, and Speakman tapped him on top of the helmet and said, Nice move, young man. Yes,
1: he did. You know, you got to give Troy a little credit there not to get frustrated. But, uh, you know, he got burned on a double move, and that was just a good move.
0: So that makes it 31 to 13. With 9.05 left to go in this fourth quarter of play. Baumgartner in to attempt the extra point. Got a good snap. Kick is up, and the kick is straight through the uprights. 905 left to go in this ball game. Your score now from Schuller Field, Mount St. Joseph 31, Bluffton 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. So Bluffton scores here, makes it 31-14, 9:05 left to go in the ball game. And as we told you, Wisconsin went down to defeat this afternoon, 24-23 to Illinois. And you know what, Dan, you're probably right. That is not good news for Ohio State next week.
1: Yeah, you you know, if you're the Buckeyes, you want to beat them and not have them lose to an unranked uh, Illinois team. But uh, nonetheless, like you said, the Buckeyes got to go out next weekend and do their job and win the game and let the chips fall where they may.
0: Well, the Lions are expecting an onside kick here from Baumgartner. They have sent... Back set to return Lee Bennett, a DB freshman from Gahana Lincoln High School. And Baumgartner will approach the football, and he is going to squib it. A high end over end kick that Speakman will take in at the 31 to the 35, 40, up the near side to the 50. And he's got one man to beat. That's Baumgartner at the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown.
1: Oh, my. Dave, that young man was not going to fair catch that ball because of getting burnt on the end zone. There's no doubt in my mind he was looking to score and he did exactly to redeem himself.
0: Wow. (laughs) Speakman takes it in for the touchdown on the return. That's his first touchdown return. Now the officials are going to talk to each other. What are they going to talk about? Maybe the fact that Speakman held the football out. What are they calling? Now they're going to come down and Talk to... Are they
1: saying he's a fair catch? What? I don't know. I, this is a curious call.
0: Let's see what the official says.
1: Maybe it's after the touchdown. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Now, that flag was actually yeah. about the fifty, so I'm assuming they're going to call this on Bluffton.
0: Here's the call. Touchdown. Yeah, sideline side interference. At Fifteen yard unsportsmanlike on the St. Joe.
1: That's how he will be on what? The what was the call? I'm not so sure. I think sideline interference side is line. what he called.
0: But you got to throw a sideline warning yeah. first.
1: Well, I'm not a referee, otherwise. Yeah. Anytime you got a sideline interference, becomes an unsportsmanlike conduct, and, All, uh, but doesn't affect
0: the play. Yeah and Dufresne is going to put it up and it is through. 854 left to go. We're going to keep it right here, 38-14 because I want to debate that. I I
1: agree. (laughs) I'm with you, but that was a live play there right in front of their sideline. So, you know, it's a judgment call on the officials' part, but uh, sometimes when
0: you get that reputation... (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Last week against Manchester, and I even asked him about it in the pregame interview, Hopperton on Sullivan's interception return for a touchdown. Right. Was hit with a sideline warning on the play because he basically ran into the official who was running in. Now, that's a warning. You throw the flag, you issue the warning. We have not had a sideline warning in this game yet.
1: I don't think we have, but, uh, you know, again, I think that might be a judgment call. I don't know. To be honest with you, Dave, we have rule changes every year, and sometimes I scratch my head and go, why?
0: So, it'll be a 15-yard penalty Assessed against the mount on this kickoff. So instead of them kicking it off from the 35 They'll kick it away from the 20 going right to left And Ryan Murray we're gonna get to see him air out his right leg
1: (laughs) Done that quite a bit today So I'd be curious to see what the time of possession is this second half
0: Murray will approach the football low-line drive kick that will be taken in by Rash at the 25 to the 30. Just stutter-stepping across the 35 to the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 44-yard line. So 8.46 left to go in the ball game. The Mount with a 38-14 lead. And Bluffton has the football first and 10 from their own 44. Definitely that has not been the half that the Mount
1: wanted to come out and play. But, the, you know, you find yourself up 38-14, to got to be happy with that. But uh, they got to learn to finish this game. Because, you know, let's be honest, Bluffton is not a very good football team. You got to learn to finish. And we had way too many mistakes in this second half.
0: Well, if there is one question, Mark, about this Mount team, it is the fact that they do go into periods of time where they seem to lose focus. Yes, you
1: can see that. That's one thing they got to brush up. They want to be a top 25 team in the country.
0: Nobus hands off to Rash, and Rash is going to take it across the 45, out to the 47-yard line. That's a gain of three on the play. Brings up second and seven. Coming in for the tackle for the Lions was Nick Brokery.
1: Yeah, Nick did a great job holding on there because if he doesn't, uh, he breaks that and he might take that to the house. But uh, seeing a little bit more pushing and shoving on both sides right now. we got to maintain our composure and finish this game
2: up.
0: So it's second down, seven yards to go. Lions with that 4-3 defense. Drop back in a cover two with it. Nobus takes the snap. Hand off to Rash, Rash right up the middle to the midfield stripe, and dives forward to the 49-yard line of Mount Territory. That's a gain of four on the play, and it brings up third down, seven yards to go. Next week, Anderson will be at Bluffton. Defiance goes to Franklin. Manchester will be at Hanover, and as we've told you all day long, we will be in Rose taking on the Fighting Engineers. So everybody in the Heartland next week will be playing a conference game.
1: It's a big conference weekend for us. You know, we got to go up there and get that W, as you said. And uh, not easy to go to Rose-Holman and get that.
0: Score coming up after this play. Novus is going to keep it. He's going to run it across the 45 and down to the 41-yard line. He's got the first down after a gain of eight on the play. Nice play by Novus. Boy, he was a play action and just decided to tuck it under and run it.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure that's what he wanted to do, but boy he had a guy in his face and he uh, he had to tuck it like you said and take off running And uh, Slusher does a great job making the tackle downfield
0: Manchester has just extended their lead on Franklin with 443 remaining 23-14 mm, the upset making right there, I like that Rose Holman 45, Anderson nothing, that's a final, that game is over 650 and running left to go here Again, the Lions in that 4-3 defense. First and 10 from the 42. Dropping back is Novus, and he threw it right into the outstretched hands of Gavin Brennan. And Brennan, he might have been gone.
1: Well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, Dave. If he runs like me, you know, he's playing D-line, he ain't going to be gone. But, boy, he wants that back. He's had a heck of a game.
0: Well, that was right in his paws. And I'll tell you one thing. If he'd have been lumbering towards the end zone, the earth would shake. (laughs)
1: They're getting smart up front though, you know. We brought pressure a couple times. We realized that he cannot throw the ball down the field and you know, he's basically getting rid of it within 3 seconds and uh, Gavin read that one and almost had himself an interception.
0: 2nd and 10 from the 41. Dropping back Novus. Novus fakes to the left. Now he's going to throw there it, it to the right. He's got Markov. It's hanging up and Markov oh. got it in his hands and almost knocked it into the outstretched arms of Troy Speakman, but it fell incomplete. That's what I was talking about. You know, he, two seconds he got rid
1: of the ball and just threw that up. We had double coverage there, and we almost get a pick out of it.
0: Brings up third down 10 yards to go for a Bluffton first. Lions come in with their dime package. And they bring in Nick Brokering again at that nose tackle spot. So they'll go with a 3-5 look.
1: Might want to be aware of a little draw or screen here. They're going to go for it on two downs no matter what.
0: left to go in the ballgame. Lions lead at 38-14. Greeley. Now they move a man in motion to the far side. They run the jet sweep to Maxwell, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the 35. Spins out of the tackle, but only gets forward to the 34. That's a gain of seven. Brings up fourth down and three yards to go. Boy, I talked
1: about Gavin being a high-motor defensive end. He got in on that hit downfield. He uh, got a little assist there, but boy, did he lay a lick on him when he spun.
0: So it's fourth and three for Bluffton. They have no timeouts left, remember, and the clock is going to hit six minutes before they snap this ball. Markov comes out wide to the right on fourth and three from the Lions' 34-yard line. Play clock down to ten. Greeley moves to the left of Novus. Now Novus takes the snap. A couple of steps back. Throws over the middle. He's got a receiver. Incomplete. Coming over the top oh. is Noah Abel for the knockdown.
1: That back judge was reaching in his pocket briefly there, but, boy, if he'd have called that one, I think Hopperton would have went crazy because that was good coverage.
0: Noah Abel coming over the top to knock the pass away, so the Lions get the football back on downs first and 10 from their own 34-yard line, and let's see who they've got in a quarterback. It will be Chayton Tomlin.
1: I would think right now they're not, you know, they're going to still run their offense here, Dave. Jayton had not had a chance get in any kind of rhythm the second half, and I'd like to see him finish the game getting in the rhythm and scoring a touchdown here.
0: Cornell Beecham to the right, and they're going to flip it out to Beecham on the right side. That's complete at the 30 to the 35, spins forward to the 40, and he'll run out of bounds, and a flag is going to be thrown from the back judge on the far side. Beecham, they're going to spot him out of bounds at the 41 for a gain of eight. And let's see what the penalty flag is. That would be 260 yards in total offense today for Beecham. Tell you one thing right now, Dan, if he gets 300, I say he's the offensive player of the week again.
1: Oh, no doubt. I mean, in the second half, he hadn't had a whole lot of touches. No. But, uh, you know, he's definitely a special weapon.
0: And, again, we have a conference. I'll tell you what, we've had more conferences today on the field than they've had in Washington in two years. Well,
1: that's amazing. You're correct. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, they're probably pulling their cell phones out and listening to us so we can make the call for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I'm making the call, I'm saying I'd pick up the flag and let's continue to play. I don't know why we're taking so long. It's either a penalty or not. Beecham's going to come out of the ballgame. Austin Brock is in. Beecham deserves a breather. But, boy, hes they're going to need to... Space him out. You know, you hate to say that, but I'll tell you one thing. This kid is something special. When... What did they call Blocking out of bounds? Yes. Boy, we have seen more obscure penalties today than I've seen in my entire lifetime.
1: I have never heard of that call before in my life.
0: Okay. So it's going to take it all the way back to the... 26-yard line and bring up first down and about 12 yards to go. Wow. Well, make it a first down about 18 yards to go. I'm sorry. So Tomlin on first and 18 from his own 26. Trevor Tomey is in the backfield to his right. Beach him out of the ball game now. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Brock and Brock will be just going to sit down pattern and be dropped at the 29. It's a gain of three on the play. Tomlin, 23 of 32 passing today for 250 yards.
1: Yeah, just an off day for him.
0: (laughs) It is. Yeah. I mean, realistically, if you if you look at this thing and we're being honest about it, this has not been one of Chayton's outstanding performances.
1: And he hasn't had to be. No. You know, they relied on Beecham to do what he has done recently, and that's a good thing for this offense. I think that's going to make him more high-powered.
0: Moving in motion is Cooper Earls to the line of scrimmage. Now dropping back, Tomlin throws over the middle, complete. That's to Nick Murphy. Murphy out to the thirty eight yard line. That's a gain of nine on the play, and it will bring up a third down and manageable seven yards to go. They'll make it closer to five, where they finally spotted at the thirty nine yard line. Four thirty five left to go in the ball game. Lions will go to six and O on the season. And four and oh in conference play. This will be their 13th win out of their last 14 games. Dropping back, Tomlin throws up the right side and it is complete nice to pass. chase Panky at the 49 yard line in Bluffton territory. First down after a gain of 13 on the first down pass.
1: Nice poise throw by Tomlin. He took a shot at the end, but not a big shot. And uh, Panky does a great job going down to secure the the pass, and he's getting the first down.
0: First and ten at the Bluffton 49-yard line, four minutes exactly to go in the ball game. Tomlin, handoff to Tommy. Tommy right Break up down. the middle to the 45-yard line, and he breaks it down to the 42.
1: I like this. They're getting a little bit of a rhythm, which they haven't done all second half, and if they can keep this momentum going, like I said, they need to put one in the end zone.
0: Gain of eight on the play for Trevor Tomey, easily his best run of the afternoon. Second down, two yards to go from the Bluffton 42. Tomlin looking over to the sideline. Tomey stays in the backfield, trips out to the near side. Cooper Earls along with Murphy and Austin Brock. Now, Earls is going to move in motion across the middle, dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got Panky one-on-one coverage into the end zone, and he got his hands on it and oh. couldn't bring it in. Right at the goal line, Panky got his hands on it, and it dropped to the ground. I like the throw
1: by the young man, you know, second in a yard or more, not too much to go, and he put that right on the money, and Panky could just not secure that one.
0: And it'll bring up third down three, and boy, the Lions have brought in a whole new bunch of guys. Elijah Bug is into the ball game. Also into the contest is Jake Ayler. Ayler was the offensive scout team player of the week, so he's getting some playing time. Panky is out wide to the right. Earls is wide left. Paul Miner lines up wing left now off the line of scrimmage. Bug to the left of Tomlin, and now Caleb Carrill comes in and wants to use a timeout, so he will with 3.18 remaining to go in the ball game. We will also. 3.18 left. It's Mount 38, left and 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today. At 513-748-1538. 3.18 left to go in the ballgame, and the Lions leading it 38-14 to here this afternoon from Schuler Field. Next week, we are in Terre Haute against Rose Hallman. And Dan, you spotted something prior to that timeout.
1: Yeah, they realized that the Mount uh, made all those substitutions at wide receiver and put Bug in the backfield, and being third and two. The uh, Lofton Beavers defense went ahead and put two or three extra men in the box to take away that run, and I I believe that's why we had to call that timeout.
0: Pankey goes out wide to the right-hand side. Ayler slot right. Coming out to the left-hand side is Cooper Earls. Bug is to the right of Tomlin. Tight end left is Miner, and they're going to throw it over the middle. Complete to Miner. Miner's got it at the 37-yard line. He's got it the first down by a yard.
1: Nice catch by Paul.
0: Miner with the reception. First and ten for the Lions at the... They're going to mark it at the 38, but he still had the first down. So it's first down 10 for the Lions at the Bluffton, 38, 258 remaining to go. Bug to the left of Tomlin, and they will hand it off to Bug. Bug off right tackle, and he's going to take it down to the 37-yard line after just a yard gain. It brings up second and nine. Bluffton will continue to be winless. They'll be 0-6, 0-3 in the Heartland. And they have got Anderson next week. Should be an interesting ball game.
1: Yeah, that should be. You know, you got Anderson who's trying to build a new culture there, young team, and then you got uh, Bluffton right now, you know, going in there 0 6, that's going to be a little tough for them.
0: So it's second down, nine yards to go. Ball at the 42 yard line. Tomlin's still in at quarterback. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff goes to Bug off the left side this time to the 35, and he'll spin to the 31-yard line. He's got a gain of about six, and it'll be third down three. Two minutes to go in the ball game. And Austin Brock will come back in. Paul Miner's going to leave. Chase samples into the ball game now also.
1: Let's see if they take a shot downfield here. I still feel like Tomlin's got to
0: get a touchdown throw here. So it'll be third down. Yeah, and handing it off. Bug, Bug's going to take it We're all the way down to the 30 off the left-hand side. That's a gain of a yard. It'll bring up fourth down and 2.
1: Yeah, we didn't have very good blocking up front, you know, as you said Bug got hit in the backfield. He didn't get much there if anything at all.
0: Tomlin with just one touchdown pass today. We say just because he came in with 17 in the last three and 23 all total on the year. But he's thrown two interceptions. That's given gives him a total of three INTs on the season. Fourth down, three yards to go. Trevor Tomey into the ballgame. And the Lions offense will stay on the field with 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Hall out to the left. Trips out to the right. Tomey to the left of Tomlin on fourth and three Tomlin's going to throw over the middle and it's knocked down and incomplete to Austin Brock he thought he should have had it but it was knocked away and incomplete
1: yeah that was pretty good defense by the linebacker there dropped right in the curl zone made a nice got a hand on the ball did a great job you know nothing hurt 50 seconds ago Dave you know right now you just got to not let them throw a fade or anything just play good football they got no
0: timeouts and get out of here injury free. Loudon Sawbeamer was the man who knocked that pass away and sends some of the crowd to the exits. But it was been, they have been thoroughly entertained here this afternoon by the Lions. And right now they lead it by 24. First and 10 for Bluffton. Zach Nobis is still in a quarterback with 50.2 seconds to go in the ballgame. game. Nobis. With Greeley to his right, handoff to Greeley, fake handoff. Now, Novus is going to throw it up the right side. He's got a man, and it is complete at the 42 to the 43-yard line. And that's Peyton Spurlock out of Urbana High School and Troy coming up with the catch.
1: Yeah, Novus just threw that up for grabs, and obviously uh, their receiver had a little bit of a height advantage, went up and got it. and uh, You know, no knock on our defense. We got our seconds in there, but they got to get some reps here, man. They can't let them score.
0: Dropping back, Novus throws out again to Spurlock at the 35, go. and they'll bring him down in inside the sideline, so the clock will continue to run. Five-yard gain to the 35-yard line, 15 seconds to go. Bluffton with no timeouts left. Novus will take the snap from center. Somebody Drops back get 10 seconds. Looks to the left. Looks to the right. Now he's going to cut it up the middle to the 30. This should be the last play of the ball game. He's going to slide down at the 27-yard line. Six tenths of a second to go in the ball game. Not quite sure why the clock stopped. Well, it was the first down. Well, no, I guess yeah, it is a first down. I apologize. And that's the game right there. That will be the ball game. Your final score here this afternoon. The Mount goes to six and zero. And in. Overall and 4-0 in Heartland Conference play as they win it here this afternoon, 38-14 over Bluffton. Dan and I will be back with a look at the rest of the ball game and the stats and stories right after these timeouts. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over?